0: Welcome back to liveanimated.com. Let's learn something new. I have a very important and special guest, a uh, old mentor of mine, Travis Williams here today with me. What's up, man? What's happening? Not too much, dude. <laughs> oh, crazy, crazy day. Well, you My dog to... ran away, dude, when you got here. <laughs> Shit. I thought I was going to be able to con- control myself, but nah, I man. cannot do it.
1: You know, it was funny because when, when you brought him back, it was like a schnauzer, right? Yeah. And I just got a mini schnauzer. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's he, like next month, he'll be a year old. Yeah. Just bad. Yeah, just they bad,
0: man. Mine is seven. Mine is seven years old, but he is Do they calm crazy. down? They don't. They don't oh, calm down. well,
1: that's bad news no, for they me. They don't though.
0: calm down. Well, I want to thank you for being here today. Uh, The goal of this channel is to inspire and get people who are looking to get into the industry, people who are already in the industry, or just someone who's looking to adjust or change their career. Uh, and we have Travis here. Travis is the vice president of digital game development at Lifestorm Entertainment. So, what I like to do is start where you are currently, sure. and then go about what your day to day is like. You don't have to go into details if you don't if you can't. But what your day to day is like, and then we're gonna go all the way back to 1991. Back <laughs> yeah, we can go back to <laughs> 1991. So, what is your what is a typical day like at Lifestorm Entertainment as the vice president of digital game development?
1: Well, it's it's, it's funny because nowadays um, it's it's a little different. Um, Disney just bought Fox, you know, yes. they merged, Yeah, uh, huge merger. And so now we're dealing with, now we're dealing with, okay, where you were dealing primarily with like Fox people, now it's Fox and Disney people. And Disney's like a machine, right? Oh, um, yeah. And so it's, it's, it's cool. You have a whole bunch of new people to sort of deal with and associate with. But um, so my day-to-day now is figuring out who I need to call to get things done, um but if if it were just a smooth day, if it were just like a normal day, um I've got a lot of different uh projects going on. So Lightstorm is uh a company that is run by John Landau and James Cameron. Mm. Um and so that is the the Titanic, uh, you know, literally and figuratively, uh, you know, duo. Um, So from Titanic to Alita Battle Angel to to Avatar, which uh, we're now making, you know, four sequels. That's awesome. So
0: did he purchase or acquire that? And he None. just does his own film, his own projects through that studio exclusively?
1: No, this, they started this uh, oh, okay. studio. So, okay. uh, so, yeah, so Lifestorm is, is is James Cameron and John Landau. It's always been that way. Oh, okay. um, and so it's the production company that handles every one of, uh, you know, James Cameron's properties. So I'm the VP of gaming. So... What that means is, is I have to deal with everyone sort of externally who's who's making the games, and be that uh, be that bridge or that liaison between those people and the filmmakers, um, and so it's pretty challenging. So a day to day could be like getting, you know, a delivery, whether or not it's a full functioning game, whether or not it's art, concept, scripts, or, or whatnot, um, doing our own sort of. Uh, vetting of of material, and then after that, getting it prepared so that it can get approved by uh, Jim Cameron or John Landau, mm-hmm. uh, or all the different people. I think we're a little unique, um, unique in the fact that um, when you're currently when you're doing like a, a you know an Avatar uh, product, which is consumes 95 percent of my day. Um, it's not like you're just talking to me. Uh, you know you. You're working with the producer of Avatar. You're working with the director of Avatar. You're you're dealing with the costume designers, um, everyone who's working on the movie itself, right? To the point where when you get like a uh, ancillary material or, or or materials that you you're, you're making for an Avatar game, most of the time they look indistinguishable from anything that. The movie is doing, and so mm-hmm. it's this nice sort of homogenous process where sometimes it's just it's just a world of Avatar that we're building Pandora, uh, you know itself, and so nothing we do is out of sort of canon, right? So if you're creating something on a on an Avatar product, whether or not it's a mobile game, a PC console game, or whatever. Those things exist in a world. It's not like oh this is a Else Worlds or a what if or, or something mm-hmm. like that. No, all those like things. Like a spin off, like some yeah. canon or something. Yeah. Like so all those things are all, all those things are are things that get produced and, and get the blessing of, of, of you know us, the people who are, awesome. who are creating it. So so day to day is sort of like running around with your hair on fire, getting things approved or So do
0: you get you get contacted by people who may have interest in Avatar and go like, Hey, we want to make a product and then you're the person they go through or <laughs> Yeah, the, I'm who the they gatekeeper. Can... That's awesome. man. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm the gatekeeper. So it's it's um, so a lot of times uh, you you're like, hey, that's pretty interesting. Or, oh, no. Oh, no. Not again. Not again. <laughs> yeah. Not again. Jesus. Right. So uh, but, you know, the vetting process, at least in my mind, is pretty is pretty simple. I mean, you take a look at, you know, so the Avatar came out in 2009. Right. And cutting edge, just everything. Right. Uh, And obviously we're making more Avatar movies and we will continue to be cutting edge. But if you don't bring that level of expertise to the table, I don't even want to start that conversation with Mm, you, right? Because it's kind of a waste, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of like when you look at Avatar and you go, man, that 3D was righteous. So the, you know, the, 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 uh, you know, the animation, uh, everything, I mean, it, it, it it really did sort of chart this path for you know photorealistic, uh, you know animation and and uh, and rendering, uh, from a motion picture standpoint, right? And so, what do I look like on the game side? Not you know tr- taking it to the next level.
0: Yeah, not right? upholding that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, awesome, man. That's pretty cool. All right, so let's go back.
1: Let's go way back. Let's not.
0: No, we got to though. Feel... This is it's inspirational. There may be people in the same position you were. So let's go back. So you got. How far back? <laughs> we go. We go. We go way back, man. So Devry. All right. So Devry. We all okay. heard of Devry. Yeah. I heard of Devry. I seen yeah. the commercials back in the day. Yeah. You went to Devry. Devry I did. Technical Institute. How was that? What? It's a. It's a vast difference from where you are now. Sure. and Where you started. So. Yeah.
1: What, what should were you we start like before i before i yeah there?
0: what was your inspiration were you did you already know that you wanted to get into the games industry did you have a wow. uh, liking to art and comics first or what was that entry gateway for you to get into this industry starting back in eighty nine ninety one time period
1: well, it started like way before then i okay. mean i you know um it started you know for me in the fifth grade
0: oh wow you want to go way back that's okay. why i'm seeing, okay, okay right like, like fifth grade what were you doing in the fifth grade that in, made you in, go. This is what I want to do.
1: Well, it, it it started with my with my mother. Moms of, are great,
0: man. Moms are great. That's awesome. I said that I said that last time because the other guy was like, "My
1: mom, she
0: helped me out a lot." Go ahead, man. That's yeah,
1: good. <laughs> well, I, you know, <laughs> mine's a little different, yeah. right? Um, so it's a few things. First, my um, my mom made just enough money mm-hmm. uh, in the '80s in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where we moved into the white neighborhood Mm -hmm. right so we're in a white neighborhood um and when i'm in a and when i'm in a white neighborhood you go to white schools right so this is the first year i'm I'm in the fifth grade
0: how old are you in fifth grade what is that like you're like 10 or
1: something uh, i'm always a year behind because my birthday's in december okay Okay. right so i was nine okay okay so i'm nine years old um and I arrived to this all white school mm-hmm. and I was the only black person at No that teachers, school.
0: no nothing, no counselors, no black Man, no, no man. janitors. Oh man. Like, but
1: you're talking about like that's like 84, 85? Yeah. yeah, that was like no, a no, no, that's no that, I'm, I'm nine years s- old. So that's <laughs> is that seventies? <laughs> yes. God damn. Well yeah, <laughs> That's are different. nineteen that's that's yeah, that's that's, that's it's it's nineteen eighty. Okay. 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 Um and so I get to I, I get to the school and I'm already freaked out because I'm looking around, and I'm like, no for real, there's like no one black here at all. And I open my desk. And when I open my desk, and it's the first day of school, so it's like you know, no one's no one's been in this classroom. I open the desk and there's a red box, Dungeons and Dragons, uh you know, box set
0: that someone left there previously. Yeah, right?
1: they had to. It was the first day of school, so they must have left it on the last day of school, and they didn't. They just didn't clean this desk out. And we are, and we talk about like destiny. Yeah, man,
0: that's really crazy. That's like, it's like that that uh, that uh, Indiana Jones moment. You open <laughs> the box, and this is like the lights gleaming or, on your or face. Or Pulp fiction. You Yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when they
1: open the they, they open the suitcase, and they're like, "Oh, what is that?" That's you know, awesome. the light shines in your face. So there's this red box, Dungeons and Dragons set in there and i'm like what is this so i open it up and then i you know that's you know like when people say like when did you first find love you know what i'm saying Yeah. yeah. um that was it like i looked in there man and i i didn't know before then what an elf was what a dwarf was you know i you know or like you say
0: casting magic out of your hands your fingertips
1: yeah yeah you know and and so and and then I still didn't really speak to people. I wasn't like the Travis you know, like who will speak to We anybody. all
0: grow into what we have become now. So I, I wouldn't expect that. You would have had no problems. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> Or maybe you would know? have had a lot of problems. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, and so, what, and, and so I, I, I took this book, you know, these books, and I sort of just stuck my head and was just reading, 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 you know, like through lunch and all this other kinds of stuff, and just kept to myself. Then um, at lunch, you know, these uh, – these guys came over to me and they said, you play Dungeons and Dragons? And I lied. I said, Wait, did you,
0: did you have the book with you? You took it with you or did you saw you looking at it in class or something?
1: Oh, my, these books were my friends. Oh, so okay, like, okay. So, so like was I, just, so I, had, my, yeah, so I okay. had my head buried in it during lunch. Okay. And they said, you play Dungeons and Dragons? And I lied. I said, yeah. And they said, oh, you want to play with us? And let me tell you something you know we, we we talk about we talk about things that are that that, that you believe like you know your, your your core beliefs and i think that being a being a nerd being a tech person or whatever i found very few racist nerds mm-hmm. like you know like like people who are like in the fantasy and science fiction you know because when you find those people they're so happy that you could talk about the same things that it doesn't matter if you gay, straight, you black, you, you know, you white, you, you know, whatever, you know, you could be green. As a matter of fact, it might help if you green because they think you're an alien and they think, Oh man, I done nerded up a little bit. Right. So that was, that was the start. Right. And, um, and I truly believe, um, that was supposed to happen in my life. Um, and then it just it it just went on from there, like um and so, after playing d and d learning it like you know, I started gaming on a regular um, and I became you know the dungeon master all the time, nice, right, and so when we go back to when we go back to mom's, for example, right, like my mom's you know she you know like look my mom didn't understand me, i mean she's a black woman from the south, right, so you know, and, and I remember this quote like it it, it sticks with me all the time. Um, my mom just, you know, she, I, I got all these comics and all these these gaming materials around, and she said, "Travis, your knowledge of elves and magic is never going to get you anywhere." Oh wow! <laughs>
0: Little did she know that was right. the key.
1: That really was. Yeah. So so now, um, been gaming for you know all through since that point through high school. Um, I I remember actually not having enough money to buy Dungeons and Dragons book that I really wanted, but I read this ad for this other game. Um, And so when I went to the gaming store, I had just enough money to buy this other game but not the Dungeons and Dragons book because I didn't have money for tax. Mm Mm-hmm, okay so goddamn tics. yeah i know right yeah. so 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 i bought this this other book and uh the book was called ars magica
2: mm-hmm. okay uh
1: now ars magica was a rpg that was all about magic and and to this day i've never seen a pen and paper rpg that had better magic than than ars magica so i learned it like and then i went to my group who i was a dungeon master and i said we're playing ars magica they got pissed they got pissed. They were like, What is this? I thought we were playing Dungeons and Dragons and I'm like, nope, we're gonna change it up a bit. Right? So I started that and throughout high school we played nothing else but my handcrafted adventures inside of Ours Magica.
0: Oh wow, it was that good? Like uh, so you're saying that Magica lets you Create your own thing instead of going from the stories that D and D normally has you follow. Yeah,
1: like you know, in in D and D things are usually like pretty rote. Like you know, okay, your fifth level, you do this. Your sixth level, mm-hmm. you do that, and so on and so forth. Right? Uh, there was no mystery in it, and it you know, and and you actually had to go, in my opinion, a little further to use your imagination. But this other game, man, like mm. from the jump, it was like to be imaginative meant like you were a, a better player. And I I was blessed with a a group of very smart uh, people, uh, you know these these cats I'm still friends with today. That's awesome. Right, so we did that all throughout high school, and then my mom once again says, you know, okay, we're we're gonna move to Atlanta,
0: mm. right? Man, she stripped you away from your boys.
1: And I, I got I got pretty upset about it, but I was yeah. just like, well, you gotta go, you know, you gotta go. So. Um, So what I did was, is I wrote a letter to the people who made Ars Magica, and I said, "Hey, can you take a look at all the stuff that I did throughout the years?" And so I packaged it up nicely, sent it off. Uh, And so when I did, uh, one of the people actually wrote me back and said, "This is really good. Like, do you want to publish this?" Right? And I didn't feel right. I was like, "No, I." I don't want to publish it because i felt like yes it was my story but it was the story of me and all my boys playing this game and i didn't feel like intellectually that was honest because it's not just my creation it was our creation Mm -hmm. um but i was really happy that it was that much of a quality product at the end Mm -hmm. uh where they would they would even ask me so um that person lisa she says um uh, I, well, I told Lisa, you know, and, and, and this is back when we're writing, like, paper, like, it's not email, Yeah, there's, right? no, there's no emails, <laughs> there's no text messages, no, there's no, none of that stuff. No, I'm, I'm sending No her DMs. like, no, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm I'm straight up sending, like, normal, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, written mail. Like in the stamp. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And um, she says, um, oh, you're moving to Atlanta And I said, yeah. And she says, you know, we just got an investor in a company and his only edict is, is that we move to Atlanta. Right. And I'm like,
0: that's crazy. I'm
1: like, word. And and I said, I tell you what, then when y'all get there, holler at me, I'll help you out. Right. Okay. Now. This D and D group that I have—I'm sorry, it's a long story—but no, that's fine, uh,
0: okay. man. That's fine. So we're still talking about you. All right, so you've been playing for a while with them. So you started in fifth grade, but how old were you when you wrote that letter? Were you like seventeen? Oh, okay, okay. All right, so that's a that's a yeah. Good job. Okay. So so
1: so now now Dang, you had years of playing. Yeah. So so you know I, I'm I would like to think I was pretty damn good at that point, right? Yeah. So um so at this point, like um I remember us sitting around the table. Uh, you know Gaming And, I, and, and my and my friend My best friend Still today uh, His name's James James goes Man Wouldn't it be cool To like Do this for a living And in my mind I was like I don't know about y'all You're like Can you do that <laughs> Is that something You no, can even do No No no. That wasn't even a question I was like I don't know about y'all But this is exactly What I'm gonna <laughs> do I, You know Y'all can That's do awesome. Whatever you wanna do But this is what I wanna do wow. Right so um, now I'm in graduated high school. I'm in Atlanta. Um, and ever since I was nine, I taught myself how to program, right? Um, but I hated school. Mm-hmm. I hated school, like, with an all-consuming passion, right? Uh, and I always thought that I was misplaced in school because, like, the, the subjects that I loved, I would straight up get A's in everything I hated C's and D's, you know, because it just wasn't interested. So the prospect of going to sort of a traditional university was something I was straight up not interested in. Mm, I was okay. not interested in because I knew the, the the first two years of that would just be elevated high school, right? Um, and if I wanted to learn about Chaucer, if I, if I wanted to learn, you know, any of those things, I, I felt like that's what life was about. I didn't need that. Mm. Right. And I already knew that because I would go research that on my own. I wanted to learn how to be a better programmer so that I could go and make games. Hmm. Um, so that's where DeVry came from. DeVry gotcha. says the, the, their, their initial pitch was, we'll show you how to program first day. And I'm thinking, well, I already know how to program, so I'm on board for that. I don't feel like I want to go to a traditional university to learn about the Canterbury Tales. It's just not...
0: Yeah, because you're programming. If you went to a four year, you would have been doing math, science, reading, speech class. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> like,
1: and 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 the thing about it was is I remember because some history. of my so yes, yeah, so some of my friends, some of the people that I gained with uh, were technical too, and they went to those universities, and that's the curriculum that they were already on. And I was just like, well, first of all, I'm a better programmer, and I don't want to do that. So, and not only that, but. Just learning how to program back in the the late eighties. Yeah, it's different. It it, it it just wasn't it it wasn't obviously what it is now. So. What
0: were you programming on? Were you using like an, an old Apple, or were you
1: using like? Oh man, um,
0: doing like the snake game. I know that was around. Was that's advocates. what we was playing. It was an advocacy. Game. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no it, uh,
1: My first computer was a Vic Twenty. Okay, a Commodore Vic Twenty. Then uh, I got a Commodore sixty four. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, I had an Amiga. And then, uh, you know, finally, in the like late, late, late eighties, moving over to PC. Mm, so, okay. uh, as far as what I was programming in, I started in Basic and Assembly language. Uh, in school, I started to learn COBOL and VSAM and JCL, um, and then started doing C. Uh, you know, and this was real early stuff. So early C, yeah, yeah, early C. So, um, so I get to Devry, but you know, the funny part about Devry was is that. Um, they were teaching people how to program but they were teaching people how to program for like the New York Stock Exchange for example ah okay right um, and and so I remember actually during like uh, freshman sort of orientation and uh you know, the professor would say, you know, ask people, like, what do you want to do, you know, with your degree and all this? And, you know, people would be like, yeah, I want to go to the New York Stock Exchange and, you know, or I want to do this counting, and, you know, and so on and so forth. And, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I want to make games. And the professor led the class and laughing at me.
0: Yeah, I bet everybody's head turned. Like, what, what? What is this guy talking about? Games? Games? <laughs> yeah.
1: What are you crazy? No one does that, you know. Like, get out of here with that mess, right? And I'm once again found myself sort of, you know, isolated. Know about y'all, yeah. But this is exactly what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Stand um, So White Wolf moves to uh, to Atlanta. Well, at the time, it was actually called Lion Rampant. Mm, okay. Um, so Lion Rampant moves uh, to Atlanta along with this other company called White Wolf Magazine. Now okay. White Wolf Magazine and Lion Rampant decided they're gonna merge and become one company in Atlanta called White Wolf Game Studio. Okay. Um, so And you were there for you
0: did you were there for three years? This I, was uh just
1: I was there like before it was even that company, yeah. But I, I, I wasn't like an employee as much as I was mm. like a professional helper. Gotcha. You gotcha. see what I'm saying? So I see it says game designer and a director of PR. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You like what do you want to do, son? <laughs> yeah. What do you want to call yourself? <laughs>
1: well, it, well, it, it it was well, White Wolf was so small then that you know you were it, it was like you're Jamaican in that you know I'm the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. I got three I mean, jobs. I got three jobs. Job. You know, gotta yeah. go to work. You know, so for me. Um, when when White Wolf got there, when, when, when White Wolf uh, yeah really got there, uh, I remember going over there and, and talking to uh, the, the the heads of of, of the place, Stuart, uh, who's no longer with us, uh, Mark and and uh, and Lisa. Now Lisa was you know she was the you know the, the person who. Sent me the, you know, the the, the, the mail saying, hey, oh, you're good. Right. Yes. you good, know, you, you yes. know, and so on and so forth, you know. So I'm like, Oh man, like, you know, I get to meet all these people and so on and so forth, right? So I came through and I remember because Mark was like sitting on the couch, like eating blueberry Pop Tarts, <laughs> like
0: <laughs> blueberry specifically. <laughs> I remember that. I remember Did you that. see the frosting, and you're yeah, like,
1: I know this, what that well, is. well, first of all, I, I, you know, like you can't front on blueberry Pop Tarts, and they dope, right? But, but at the same time, I was like, Man, like, this is, this is... You know, this is odd, you know, and, and I and I just said to Mark, I'm like, because he's, you know, Mark was the game designer who made this magic system that I loved, you know, and so like, he was like, oh, this is my idol. Like, why is he like, you know, why but is he? eats the same thing I eat. Yeah, like, hey, what you know? are you doing? And he, and he, and, you know, it, it, he's got a mouthful of blueberry Pop-Tarts and he said, yeah, my mom never let me eat, you know, a Pop-Tarts when I was little, you know, so now I'm just eating them all. And they're actually watching Glory on VHS, you know, the with Denzel Washington. And I remember that like it was yesterday, right? Right. And so I went over there and within a span of a couple hours, I convinced them that I knew their RPG better than they did. That's awesome. Right. right. And they were like, hey, man, like you want to go to shows and and like be the storyteller, um like so that we could show people how cool everything is. And I'm 18. Yeah. You know, and I'm like still still a little green surprise man i'm yeah. i'm all the way green right <laughs> like and, and uh, you know, because you know like it's not it's not often where like you can you know those
0: opportunities s- don't come up all the time especially back in that time period yeah, yeah yeah well,
1: well not just that but you you you're sitting there with some of your idols right and they're telling you you're good enough Right, yeah. and so that's why, like, when you you know people people watch like you know these reality shows like, So You Think You Can Dance or American Idol, and these people who are singers or dancers are sitting across the aisle from all these people, and they go, "You dope, I feel that." Yeah, well, that was I'm a big saying? deal. Yeah, I, a big I feel deal. that, You know, so so um so they say okay. yeah, so 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 let's do this. So now, I'm working at a gas station, mm. going to school and i actually start being a professional storyteller for them during conventions mm. um, what were those conventions because like e3s i don't think e3 was no, around no. Oh, yet like, no, what kind of convention are you talking about i'm talking about like rpg conventions like okay. gen con oh. dragon con okay. uh, especially because we're in atlanta um so these are like pen and paper comic conventions mm, right okay. um and i kind of got over still being the only black person you know, but it, it it was what it was. Now, uh, so White Wolf becomes a thing. Um, we start working on this game that I think was, aside from, you know, in my opinion, and, you know, look, I'm biased here, but aside from Dungeons & Dragons, like, The storyteller system in the World of Darkness and Vampire, you don't get more OG as far as role-playing games. And that's what we did in, you know, 89 and and, and 90. Mm -hmm. Uh, We started, you know, gothic horror story uh, RPGs. Mm. Um, So... I was always, if, if, I wasn't, if I wasn't in school, if I wasn't at my job, mm-hmm. I was at White Wolf. Um, and they said, look, Travis, like, you're here all the time. Like, seriously, you're here all the time. Like, why don't you just work here? Like, you uh, know. that's
0: even the best way, too, because they even just, why don't you just work here, man? That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, and yeah.
1: And so. You didn't even have to
0: ask for a job. It's like, they're just like, <laughs> when, we can, when can we put you on payroll? When right. do you want to start? Yeah, And so
1: for me, you know, now I'm a year away from graduating out of DeVry, mm-hmm. and I say, okay, so I got a decision to make. Do I get myself more in debt mm-hmm. and finish out this, you know, and, and finish this out and then go try to make games? Or do I just continue to make games?
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Crazy,
1: crazy. So, like, so
0: did you? So you didn't, you didn't finish school in design. You no. left early, like an NBA it was, it was star. A, you were yeah, there like, was, was
1: just... yeah, well, there was no point, son. I got drafted, right? Like that's literally, I got drafted, man. right? That's hilarious. And it's so, um, so where all those positions come in, like director, PR, game designer, you know, this, that, and the other. It was just because there was only like four employees at oh, okay. At, at, okay. At, at White Wolf at the that's time. The, that's a big deal, right? Yeah. Everybody else, and, and so to get there to do what you needed to do there was a lot of hats that that people had to wear and pr was 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 one of them just because i was always on the front lines i was the person telling the stories running the games and 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 so on yeah so, forth. so you became
0: the face of the studio
1: at that at that time right yeah
0: that's awesome man that's no that's awesome. scary uh, <laughs>
1: you know so like so so when it comes to um you know role playing games or 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 where i come from you know, so so that was it, and 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 it's strange when you think about it, because as soon as I got on, and and you know, and I can tell a lot of stories. I just I, I spare you, but the, the Lisa, yeah. who, same Lisa, same Lisa. She was like, you know what, like White Wolf's cool, but I kind of want to do my own thing. Mm. You know, I you know I got some I got some plans I want to do, and and, and so on and so forth, and I'm like. Well, Lisa, like, what are you gonna do? Like, you know, we're in Atlanta chilling. You know, everything's good. Like, you know, what what are you gonna do? And she says, I, I'm gonna move to Seattle, right? And I'm like, okay. I said, well, yeah, we'll we'll start a company. You know, see how that see how that works, and 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 so on and so forth. And I'm like. Okay. I mean, you know, we you know and so I re- You're like everything
0: is good here. Why yeah, why yeah, are you
1: gonna yeah. change? Why are you gonna change? So now so so check this out. So so finally, um I, I I talked to Lisa later and she said, We yeah, we came up with a name for the company. We think it's gonna do well and all this other kind of stuff I said, What's the name of the company? She says, Wizards of the coast. I said, That's a dumb name. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so Lisa, yeah, the person who got me in the industry was one of the founders of Wizards of the Coast. So So I was there during the whole Magic the Gathering through, you know, all the Pokemon Mm -hmm. stuff. And, you know, Mm -hmm. so like, and so that was the first, that was the first time where I felt like, man, lightning in a bottle. But, you know, it's a recurring theme for me. (laughs) That's awesome, man. That's awesome.
0: So we're going to go up White Wolf. And then producer at Game Tech. So you were there in Atlanta for three years. Mm-hmm. And then you moved to go to Game Tech. Yes. So, oh man, was there any regrets not going to Wizards of the Coast, not following Lisa? And, no, no. Or was there an opportunity there or not? I or? mean, there were plenty of opportunities It seems and, like she and, was and, like saying, we should start a business together. <laughs> no, like she was oh, okay. like, I got to get out of here. Oh, okay. You right.
1: know, and I was like, I don't know that's pretty good here I should you know do my thing here so yeah. stayed at stayed there for uh at white wolf for a while, but you know the the thing was is that I was always put in front of video game companies mm-hmm. and uh said hey you know we should we should do something you know with you guys, which started my you know process of actually getting to know even more of my idols
2: mm.
1: in gaming so in that transition of uh
0: White Wolf into Game Tech, you kind of leaned a little bit more towards let's go into gaming, video games, as opposed to staying on pen and paper. Yeah, because I was coder,
1: right? right. Yeah, so, that's true, yeah. and, and, and because I was a because I was a coder, because mm-hmm. I because I knew about you know games in particular, I was the one that would always go to these other companies and say, "Hey, we need to do like a vampire game, and, and so on and so forth." Mm-hmm. Which which funny kind of led me to uh, this company that I held in high regard called Interplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, started speaking with a, a a bunch of people from interplay uh one one dude his name was uh rusty you know Bukit. Mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah he and I became good friends um the guy who who did their uh business dev his his name was phil adam and and, and the funny part about phil is uh he says well we're working on this new rpg Uh, it might be good, you know, um, and we need a system for it. And, and so I'm talking to him about it and he says, I think we're, we're, we're looking at using GURPS. And then I was like, I hate GURPS. I hate GURPS. It it, it, it stands for generic universal role-playing system. Okay. Um, and it's, it's a set of rules, but it wasn't really a setting. And I was like, you don't license, uh, rules, uh, in a game, the, the, usually the rules are stuff you want to hide and, mm-hmm. and, and give people the experience uh, themselves. And, and so we started going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And they said, no, we're going to use GURPS. We're going to use GURPS. And I'm, I'm like, all right, fine. You know, but good people, uh, you know, uh, let's let's stay friends, yeah, yeah. right? So they actually ended up using GURPS for a little while uh, at Interplay and then developed their own system that they ended up calling Special. And so the game that they were working on was fallout oh, wow. uh yeah um so um so finally after talking to mad companies and stuff like that and i'm going well i don't know if we're ready to do that but i always got job offers they were like you know a lot about games you should come over here you, should, you know you should come here you should come here and eventually like my heart wasn't in pen and paper anymore mm-hmm. um and so when game tech came along they just made me an offer i couldn't refuse
0: right no, that's awesome. You worked on Super Street Fighter Two Turbo. Oh man, you worked on a lot of a lot of big games that were big back in the day. That's awesome. Let, let me tell you, like, but you were only there for a year and four months. What happened? What did you did you get enticed by something else, or was it not what you thought it was going to be? You don't have to go into crazy details because, no. like myself, we know a lot of people in the industry, and <laughs> this this is not about like undermining or saying anything. no, no, it. of just, course not. It, it, yeah.
1: Um. So, Game Tech was a whirlwind mm. I mean the place was the place was crazy like but you know the funny part is is that a lot of people that I met at game tech are still in business and still doing really well you mean like uh, game tech themselves are still no, around no I, I oh, mean okay, like okay. I mean like the the people that I met inside of inside of game tech have been in this business for as long as I have mm, um, okay. and, and and doing quite well I mean you know so when i got to when i got to game Tech, um i remember i remember this they were like okay there's this new developer um we're going to send you out to to see them uh there in pennsylvania um and just just help them out right and then i'm like okay so i, I fly out to uh to to pennsylvania to Latrobe, pennsylvania mm. And when I'm in Latrobe, Pennsylvania um, and like it's like this town that time forgot or, or whatever. Um,
0: like Radiator Springs, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm
1: saying? <laughs> what was it? It was, um, it was Ryan Brandt and Mark Saramont and uh, the, the small developer was a company called Take-Two Interactive. Right. Wow. Um, and so I was their first external producer. And these uh,
0: companies were in there fledgling, like they were yeah, just starting out. Yeah,
1: this is like thirty years ago. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah, so so um, so yeah, so so being there for for you know take two's sort of genesis, and so working with working with Capcom, then doing you know a Street Fighter on on the PC, uh, realizing that, um, and this is going to date me too, but like you couldn't have a six button controller. On a PC when I made Street Fighter because there were parallel ports that w- that you would have to use to do the joysticks and the problem with parallel port was is that it could do only one instruction at the same time uh, mm. through the pipeline so you couldn't technically do a dragon punch right because right. it's a combination of two inputs at the same time and so we actually had to build a custom six button controller for a PC back then um, so, you know, working, working through that, eventually doing things like, uh, when, you know, the PlayStation first came out, for example, um, leaving, leaving, uh, Game Tech, then eventually going to Acclaim, for example, um, still working with Take-Two. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, they, they wanted to do a fighting game with Dungeons and Dragons characters, mm-hmm. right? Um and I was like, All right, I'll, you know, I could help out with that. Um and it was the first demo disc on a PlayStation ever was Iron and Blood that that I did. So um paving ways there. So I you that's know, awesome. and, and yeah, so that's like this recurring theme like throughout my career. is like being the first person to do this yeah. or, or or do that. A pioneer. Yeah, and and so so like and, and I think out of game tech though, um, you know, there was a you know, I I had an A P at the time who was a really bright dude, you know, um, and uh his name was Vince. And uh so Vince was there, uh, in the producer pool, uh Larry Pacey, um, you know, just, just a lot of talented uh, just a lot of talented guys. Now Vince is you know like most people know Vince because he created Call of Duty. Oh like, wow like I just know Vince because he was my boy back in the day working together, you know. So a lot of seeds that, you know, like the head of, like, third-party relations was my boy at Game Tech, you know. So, like, so many people, like, uh, you know, the, like the, the the head of uh, – oh, gosh. Um, I've, now I'm forgetting. I think it's Paradox uh, Entertainment was my boss, and now he's working on a vampire game, white wolf vampire game. Mm-hmm. We were all at Game Tech. So, I mean, if there's any bit of advice I could give, like – You know, fledgling like people is don't burn your bridges. You never know, like, who you're going to run into again. Mm -hmm. Um, And think of the people that you are either in school with or at the same job. It's almost like you're graduating class. Right. Because if you're if they're good, they're going to be around. Um, And just keep, you know, good terms with people. Right. Because you never know if they're going to be in a position to to help you out. Um, and so that's been, that's always been amazing for me, uh, to, to be in a business so long is like seeing other people like in where their career takes them. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I've learned is, is like never to say no or that can't opportunities. happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, one of my favorite sayings is all great truths begin as blasphemy. Hmm. Right. Um, And no matter how much I know, I never want to tell people no as much as I I go. Well, my experience says that's doubtful, but please do go ahead, you know, because otherwise you're never going to get anywhere. You're never going to you're never going to do anything that's really fun. You're never going to do anything that's really cool if you just kind of keep doing what everybody's doing. Right. Right? Be bold, man. You know, um, because you just might make it. And if you don't. You know, uh, fail spectacularly, right? Because it's because uh, I think I've learned more from my failures than I have from my successes. Because I think your successes embolden you to 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 you know this is the only way to do it or I'm right and all this other kinds of stuff, right? But when you take that ass whooping, like when you take that L on a game that is not good or a concept that is not good, what it does is it allows you to go yeah I'm not gonna go left this time because left is where that ass whooping is right so I'm not gonna do that so I'm gonna do something different and if when you work with people enough um you know like like the saying I say it's like let's dedicate ourselves to brand new mistakes right let's not let's not do the old ones no more you know that doesn't that doesn't make sense so yeah so so when you step through just all the places I've been um you know having those successes, like being in a room one time when uh you know when when sam hauser like you know is is sitting down and he's got this top down game and he's you know and he says, well you know, I'm not gonna do a British accent, but yeah. you know, he's like <laughs> you know but but he's like okay, so uh, basically the gameplay is like you're this criminal and you 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 go around stealing cars and 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 all this other kinds of stuff, and you know me going. Hey man, I you know, I don't know if I don't know if people are gonna let you go around just shooting people and, and stealing cars and all that. Um I don't even think Sony's gonna allow you to put that on a PlayStation. Um and then my boys out in Pennsylvania, um, but now in New York, take two, said, I think we're gonna do it. Right? Um and that's how Grand Theft Auto started, right? It's pretty cool. So, so like, being, being, at, being at the point where, like, I mean, I straight up told Vince one time. He gave me this game concept, and he's like, oh, yeah, man, when you're in a first-person shooter, like, most of the time you just read your mission, and then you just kind of go out and do your mission. That's not how we're going to do it. Like, people are going to come up to you and talk to you and do all this other kinds of stuff. And I'm like, Vince, come on, man. Come
0: on. Come on. Vince was a forward thinker. It like Dude, let man, me tell you crazy. something. He
1: went to, he went to 2015. And when they put out Medal of Honor, where you were on that U-boat and you look to your left and you look to your right, and it, it wasn't like a screen of people telling you what it was like to be, uh, you know, on, on the beach at, at Normandy. You straight up were there, right? And I, I still remember that feeling. I still remember that feeling going, damn, Vince, you won, man. You won, right? <laughs> so every time I look at anything that Vince and his squad is doing, right, right, no matter how crazy I think the concept is, I'd be like, yeah,
0: Make oh, it happen. Make it happen. You, really it happen. That's awesome. you know, I,
1: I learned my lesson by doubting that dude.
0: Like, That's pretty cool, man. That's yeah. awesome. So from a claim you're there for two years and eight months. Yep. And then from there you went from executive producer. You stayed in the producer uh line of things, it looks like yeah, instead I, of the game design. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, what changed what changed for you to get out of Bad being man a designer? Man. <laughs> So, so you figure, hey, I need, to, I need to step into more of a management role so I can fix the things I've seen that are problems. Yeah, like, mm, look,
1: okay. um, you know, like, and, and this is common, like, at, at this is common, I think, at, at every job, not just gaming jobs. People who are where the rubber meets the road like to blame management for everything right they'd be like man if my boss would just let me do my thing or if I you know this this and this and this this and this and sometimes that's true I'd say more often than not that's true right and so when I was at game tech in particular I didn't think I had supportive management um and I think I had meddlesome management more so than anything else um and so what I you know, and, and so I felt like as a designer, I wasn't empowered. Maybe I had control over the horizontal, but I didn't have horizontal and vertical, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And I said, "Man, if I'm in a position to like make some changes, I should do that. I, I should I should make those changes." Um, and so I said, "I'm gonna do less of this." design and put myself in a position where I can affect the overall health of a product. Um, and so I started at, you know, on the AP level Mm -hmm. and then eventually just moving up the, the, the ranks into full production. Um, because what I learned is, is that as a producer you could be meddlesome right like as a producer you could say no don't do this do that do that you know and there's no one in a position to go no you know because you're the boss right did that make
0: it easier uh, transitioning into that for you because of the the caveats you get of being like i said do this i want it green i want it blue turn this over rotate it around i don't like this or was it or was it uh, a hard transition because you're kind of taking the creative side to the backseat and going more in a management side to like orchestrate and be a conductor in a sense, or was it, how did you adapt with that?
1: Well, I mean, this, uh, the, the role of production has changed a lot, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: right? Like it has changed a lot in, in, in the time that I've been doing what I'm doing. Um, We had like, I had teams that were like five people, right? So even if you had a producer hat on, you still did a lot of design. You so still I did a lot do. of that stuff, right? But it was just that you had more power to to change things, mm. right? Um,
0: it sounds like at that time, what it is called now is like you were a game director, pretty much, as yeah. opposed to a producer. That's exactly because it. That, that's those are two separate tracks now. Yes, yeah. When you look at people in their titles, and you're like. Right. If you're the producer, why are you trying to be the game director or the game designer? If you're a game designer, it's like, why are you acting like a producer, man? Like, yes. so, yeah. But at that time, you were able to do Yeah, so.
1: yeah. At, at that time, I mean, like, when I was at Game Tech, for example, like, you're the producer that meant, you know, QA, what's that? Nah, bro. You test your own games. You write your own manuals. Uh, you know, like, that's how, that's just how things were, mm-hmm. right? Um, And so going from, like, it was funny, like, going from, uh, going from Game Tech, for example, that was, you know, the better part of at its best, maybe 200 people internationally, mm-hmm. to going to go Acclaim that have 400 people in one location, for example. Like, when I went to Acclaim, I had like 10 people who did my job. And, and, and what I meant was 10 people who helped me do my job, not 10 people who were producers, 10 people who mm-hmm. helped the producers. And mm-hmm. we didn't. at, at, at at Game Tech, we got happy because we got a QA person. There's a whole QA building at 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 acclaim, right? Mm-hmm. So um so I was happy that I grew up in this environment where I got to do those jobs because I think that when you start getting up in the upper management, the more you know about how uh, the sausage is made, I think the more effective you are because you can be empathetic to people who are in those particular positions now right uh, some people haven't and 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 that's it's a crime so when i so when leaving from design to go into production and i think this is this is a, I think this is a trap a lot of people in production get into is they still want to do those jobs that they left instead of doing the job that they're doing right and on a producer side of things your job is to empower your job is to enable your your, your job is e- essentially to be that bulldozer and, and and make everybody else's job easier so they could focus on what they're doing right and a lot of times uh, bad producers don't understand that like bad producers want to still be a designer they still want to be an artist or they still want to do all these other, th- other i couldn't things.
0: agree more it makes perfect sense uh, i've worked with a lot of people who didn't have a discipline outside of production in the industry and they went right into production from like qa and a lot of times from from that avenue they don't understand how long it takes to do things they they'll be given estimates that are just like to the wind, and you're like, "There's no way this should take that long," <laughs> but they don't know, and so yeah. you get these bloated out like um, pipelines or bloated out uh, schedules for things that just make no sense. And then everybody's rubbing their head like, "How, how are we gonna did make this this? Yeah, how are we gonna make this happen? Like, what's going <laughs> right. on?"
1: And I and I think that if if you know having having sort of a, a good grasp, at least in one of the different aspects of, of of game creation, will help you be a producer. I wouldn't recommend anyone. Be a producer. I mean, nowadays QA is so sophisticated. I believe you can come from QA. You I mean, can and, now. And, and,
0: you can, yeah. Because yeah, QA is it's it's not just about taking notes and just playing the game. Like QA is a vital part of the success of projects. Well, now um, especially. So yeah. You know,
1: you can't. Be, I mean, the level of sophistication that, that that we're talking about now. I mean, like I don't. I, I wouldn't have the stones to be a QA person today. I mean, they're they're, they're a special breed at this point, right? So, um, when you're so when you are a producer, I feel like you should know enough about someone's art to be a pain in the ass, right? To ask the right questions, to make sure that they get what they need or, or, or you know, if, if if you don't know what an animator is going through or what an artist is going through, what a designer is going through, what your sound guys are going through, you can't, you can't empathize. You can't, you know, or, or when someone gives you uh, estimates on how long it's going to take to get from point A to point B, you can't critically kind of go, are you sure? like that sounds a little short or that sounds a little long or
0: it'll make it harder for you to plan and execute yeah. on what you need to do because you're you're being told by one guy it's gonna take him a month to do something but other people are telling you oh, i can get it to see you next weekend yeah exactly
1: i mean like in particular like you know not not to not to brag on you but i remember when we used to work together and it it, it really became apparent like you animate real fast, (laughs) like, (laughs) like, 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 you know, and with quality, no, I mean, it was, it was pretty scary, I remember that, I remember, like, the first week that you had got there, and we gave you, like, this alien to animate, right, and I was, you know, and, and we were like, okay, so you got five animations, Ed, like, you know, see you at the end of the week, or whatever, and I remember that, too, and, like, at the end of the day, you had, like, Three animations done, like, and I was like, the first day, like, what? And and and, and so the and, and so the funny part was is I was like, I know this animation's trash. I just know it's garbage, right? And then I looked at it and I, and and then at that point, you know, you would look at your other animators and you'd be like,
0: somebody lying up in here, somebody lying. <laughs> now
1: either Ed is the best thing since sliced bread, or you know, like, like somebody got to step their game up because he making y'all all look bad. I remember that. I early. remember. I think I remember that. <laughs> That like it was yesterday oh man i was just like crazy. everybody knew like the jig was up man it came <laughs> to play right and so for me that's it but that's all about production right all yeah. about production sometimes is you know i used to call it um nowadays we, we you know like and that's the funny thing about like this industry now like we have agile you know um development the you know. agile development right um where you can look at velocities now and you could tell like how fast people you know crank yeah crank with things. like i think
0: it's like jira scrum yeah. waterfall all our stuff is yeah. what people are using right now
1: but the but 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 the funny part about all that is it's like you know I used to call it like coefficient or, or or whatever like when 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 a particular person on the team would tell me how long it's going to take them I used to have a little multiplier over their mm-hmm. head like mm-hmm. you know and I'd be like okay so troy says it's gonna take him 10 days yeah but i go over and look at Ed <laughs> and he's got a 0.5 multiplier so <laughs> I'm gonna just you know, so that's really five days worth of work, right? So it was it was you know it 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 was crazy, but it, like your instincts on the production side of things can sink or or, or, or ship a product. Um, but yeah, so so you know, going from going from like, okay, I'm gonna design something to or okay, I'm gonna produce something for for me, what it became was is that um I, I think a lot of producers. Think that, you know, the, the 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 product is 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 their their responsibility, mm. and I believe that the the, the 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 product is a your responsibility, but I think it's also the side effect from managing people correctly,
0: yeah. right? That's important. It's important to make sure you understand each person and not kind of group them in.
1: It'll get you a lot further faster. It, it, when when I when I talk to people about game development in particular, um, and um, I, I bring up these pictures and I said, this is what people think a development team is. And, you know, it's this generic picture with a bunch of nerds, people with glasses and, you know, pocket protectors and all this other kinds of stuff. And I said, what a development team really is. <clears throat> and then I show them a picture of a rock band, right? Something real outrageous too, like kiss or poison mm-hmm. or motley Crue or something like that, because that's truly what it is, right? Like, It's a bunch of rock stars. You don't make great products without rock stars. Now, most rock stars or most groups get into it heavily because one person doesn't respect the other person's, you know, deal and and when you start talking about like, you know, for me, I go back and I think about hip hop stuff sometimes and I think about like why is Run DMC awesome? You know, why why is Outkast awesome? And it's because they took these two different sort of disciplines or two different um, you know, sort of perspectives, mashed them together and made awesome yeah, they no made product, something, right? something magical, something but, different. Yeah, at but, the time. but 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 it, it's it's usually that creative difference that also drives people apart, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Eventually, right? It's straining.
0: Yeah, but you got to know how to control that,
1: right? So if you're if you're a producer, that's your job. Mm-hmm. That's your job you, is you, say, yeah. hey, chocolate, respect the peanut butter, yeah. for real, for real, right? And uh, a lot of times it's because you don't know what the other person is going through, what it takes to actually get from point A to point B, you lack that perspective, you lack that respect. And so a producer stands in and he says, hey man, look, it took them three weeks to make this tight. And they're like, oh, oh, I'm sorry, right? Um, and, and, and that's what you do. So good production, you don't even see it. Yeah. It's like your job's awesome to go to. Yeah. Bad production, everything's out of whack. You don't know what's going on. You know, uh, it's, it's you blasting it's, out emails without factual information, it's like, right? right. <laughs> and, and so one of the one of the things I like to do a lot of times, and you know, because as, as a producer, sometimes I feel like you know you're you're a paratrooper. You know, you get you get dropped behind the lines, uh, behind enemy lines, and now you got to fight your way to the you know to 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 what you got to get to. And so a lot of times in production, you get thrown into a, a, a problem or a situation that you didn't create. But you yeah. got to solve it. You got to solve it, yeah. right? And so one of the things I like to do, the first conversations I usually have with dev teams is I break all the disciplines up. I'll put art over here, code over here, design over here, and so on and so forth. And I go, what's this game about? Like, what's this game about?
0: Wait, you ask each discipline what the game is about uh, individually or mm-hmm. as a department to see yeah. if the everybody's in the same page? Okay, okay. Yeah, because I, I, I remember back in the day, I remember back in the day, I remember when design documents and stuff would come out, they were ever-changing. you're like, nobody's reading design documents? <laughs> you're like, you gotta read the design. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> you can't, no one reads. No one reads. You can't just make
1: the stuff. You can't gotta read it. Right? Yeah. And and so, um, you know, and, and the funny part now is because games are so expansive now, yeah. um, you know, even to write a design document now, I mean, you do, but it's more about the spirit of what that thing is, right? So when I when I take these disciplines and I and I split them up and I go, "What's this about? What's this about? What's it about?" Right? And if I get all different answers, you're screwed. You're screwed. That's right? a good way to start. To like, see. if I get all the same answers, I go, "I could work with this. I can. I, I can make this happen." Because you have to understand, like, everyone brings something different to the table. Once again, you know, bringing back the the sort of band metaphor right like what does it take to 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 write a melancholy song like everybody's got to be depressed so you ask the bass player like, give me something that's depressing. You know, you, 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 the lead vocalist, like, give me something that's depressing. Drums, the same thing, right? Everyone's going to approach it differently. And because everyone approaches it differently, when it all comes together, it seems to mesh well because it comes from that same sort of emotional wellspring, right? Um, and that's how to get creative people to do the damn thing. To be in line. They you know, have to awesome. own it. They yeah. have to own it because you know art is going to tell you how to do something that design won't uh, because they just don't have that you know they're different they're they're just different but once but but when they all go oh man i never knew this or i never knew that like an audio designer can take an elephant walk and make it traumatic or comical right um just just with audio right and the same thing an animator could do the same thing right and so once you get them aligned that's where the magic happens, man. And, and so for me, I felt like, yes, I can sort of take ownership of design if, if, if I'm on the production side of things. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, because you have, you have those chops from the past to, but, to back yeah. you up.
1: But instead, what I want to do is I want to identify like the badass person in all of these different areas, give them ownership of, of this process. Make sure that they're not, uh, you know, they're not gated or impeded in any way, okay? Empowering them. Empower them because no one... To make a great game, you need 110%. But no one gives you 110% because you say so. They give you 110% because they want to. So your goal, your job as a producer, is to make people want to, okay? Because that's when you get the extra hours. That's when you get, like... You know, someone, you know, taking a shower and being like, oh, man, that's how to make that work. Or, or, you know, they have to own it because if they don't, you're going to get to nine to five.
0: Yeah. But
1: that's not what you need to. That's not what you that's that's what you need to make passable or good. But you won't get great at nine to five.
0: Not in this. Yeah. And people think that crunch is the way to go, which it isn't. Because like you're saying, crunch is still you forcing someone or telling someone you have to be there. And you're still not going to get
1: that 110 percent. Well, I well, I I have a, you know, my 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 stance when it comes to crunch is this like crunch usually in my mind is a fallout of bad management. You either told someone that you're going to do this by an impossible date, okay someone hands you an impossible date that you you know that you didn't fight date. back yeah, on that you didn't fight back on yeah. cuz some of the most uh, the, the 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 two most powerful letters in a producer's you know repertoire are, are N and O right and that comes from all areas even upper management like telling them no that will not happen no that is not possible because if you if you kind of uh maybe then you're going to find yourself in that situation so for me crunch crunches it should be self-inflicted. And what I mean by self-inflicted is, is that, you know, maybe you will have to crunch, maybe you won't. But when you are crunching, don't just crunch because I need extra hours on this game, right? Crunching is like, I'm going to take this hill. Design, animation, you know, art, you know, uh, you know, sound, code. What is it that we need to take this hill? Okay, so we'll take this hill. But everybody knows what we need to do in order to get there. That's what you crunch towards. You don't crunch because you just need more hours. You crunch because there's a, a clear objective that you need to do. Um, and it shouldn't. that shouldn't be expected. But if everybody's giving you that 110%, they understand why. Don't
0: just crunch because... And well, then it won't even be crunch at that time. It'll yeah. be like what you're saying. People are gonna end up staying till seven till eight as a collective group and then everybody's in the same mindset you know what you're working on you can pass it off because the guy is here you're getting some getting stuff done you're getting it in the game and no one said a word about crunch you just noticed that oh shit! people are excited and they're
1: getting their work done well so that's 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 the thing when when you when you say um you know to me i found that the word no like, and, uh, you know, I tell people all the time, that's like my favorite word. I like, i wake up from a deep sleep. And, no. Right. You know, that's. I'm surprised you don't have a card in your wallet that just says no on it. And you'd be
0: flashing it <laughs> around work like,
2: boom. No. This one's yours. Yeah, and yeah, that one's no. Yours. Not going to do
1: it. <laughs> nah, bruh. You know, so in, in, in my mind, the only the only more effective word in production, uh, you know, or, or words in, in, in production rather than no is thank you. Um don't realize how important thank you is Um, if people are crunching even if it's mentally like and then they do something big or they do something they thought they couldn't do just say thank you I see you thank you Right. Because a lot of times, man, like people, people don't necessarily need a raise. They don't need this or that. They need to just know that they're respected. They just need to know that their hard work is recognized. Um, and so when you take someone to the side and say. Thanks, I appreciate you. Or even publicly, like, yo, girl, you did the damn thing. Like so everybody knows that's all most people need. In order to feel like okay, I matter, and and when you've got these games now, that I mean, I I talk about you know when I started, man, I, teams used to be five people. Mm-hmm. Who makes games with five people now? Like only like I think
0: only mobile or those garage indie type. People, But again, they're still coming together with like a crazy skill set of wearing multiple hats. And it, it's still very rare to have a team that small be successful. We're not talking about just getting together on the weekends and then just, you know, chilling and hopefully something comes out of it. It's very rare to find a group of five people.
1: Yeah. And, and, and so that's that's why. So that's why, you know, being able to, you know, publicly, you know, acknowledge people for successes yeah. inside of these large groups. Are, are important because I'm, I'm telling you like some sometimes like it, it, it would amaze me in bigger teams how you can have people who sit right next to one another never talk
2: hmm
1: even though their work is directly affecting yeah. one another they'd be you like, look over like, like hey that's my fault but I am
2: oh, not
0: gonna say anything I wonder oh, if he likes it or not Let me right see <laughs> right yeah. yeah so
1: so um, so so yeah so so for me I have found at the end of the day that when I take care of my people in production The project does itself. Like the project makes itself. And all you have to do uh, from a production standpoint is make sure that, you know, those people are the right people in those spots, right? Like this person's the, the, the lead designer. He's the lead animator, the lead, you know, the lead artist, the lead coder, whatever. Like make sure those people are quality. Give them air cover. Make sure that they're mentally in the right space and they're empowered. And as a producer, you got a lot less work. Yeah, Because all you have to do is take care of them, and they take care of you, and they take care of the project. That's true. That's awesome,
0: man. That's awesome. So ASC Games, we got from Acclaim to ASC Games. ASC Games, you were there for three years and two months. So that's still executive producer. And we already talked a little bit about Interplay, but then you made the move to Interplay. So what was that were you at one point was it you working with interplay from game tech as being like a liaison or were or did you go right into like going to interplay when you were mentioning it before? So, like you went
1: to go work there so so i was at asc games from acclaim mm-hmm. and um okay and a common there. and a common and a common theme okay. in this in, in this industry is you know if you're not a huge 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 publisher mm-hmm. You might be around five, six years or right. something like that. It's if right? you have a success or not. If you have a success, because it's a hit-driven business, right? So ASC was doing okay, but it wasn't doing like gangbusters, right? Right. Um, and so, uh, the funny part was is this was this was right after we did the PC version of uh, of Grand Theft Auto. Uh, okay. Um, okay. And uh,
0: so, was that uh, you guys did the port? ASC did the port of Grand Theft Auto. We
1: we did the PC version of the first GTA, okay. um, and then that version of GTA was on a PlayStation. Mm, um, okay. And so, uh, so a lot of my production staff at the time, that you know, and QA staff who was working okay. under me, um, when they when they closed up shop. You know, Did you were, stay until they closed? Oh AC? yeah, I was the last person in in Dev. How was that experience? <laughs> like uh, you know, yeah. it 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 was it was it was fine, and I'll tell you why. It, it was because at that point I was kind of tired of New York, mm-hmm. right? I was just like, oh, I, can't, I I need to get out of New York. I need to get out of New York. Like most of most of the industries in California, mm-hmm. I have friends who are in California. I really need to get out there, right? And I had been talking to Interplay. Uh at the time and so uh i got a job offer from from interplay about three weeks before uh asc decided that they wanted to shut down and so um so everyone it was funny because everyone else got you know here here's you know today's last day here 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 everybody can bounce except travis like travis Mm. you have to turn the lights off and i was like so I have to work for my two weeks. Everybody else, you know, okay. So, uh, and they were like, "Look, Rockstar really wants to." Actually, I don't think they were even Rockstar at the time. It's like Take Two wants to, you know, uh, bring you on, you know, and all of the all of my QA, all of my production people, are are still at, at are, are still at Take Two slash Rockstar now, oh, wow. and they've been there since the first. Grand Theft Auto since uh, the first Red Dead. Life is good. Yeah, Life you know what I'm good, saying? Yeah. But yeah, it, you know, so um, so, so the funny part was, is that, um, but they were like, so you want to go to take two? And I'm like, that's kind of weird. First of all, I was like the boss for 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 take two you know back in the day mm-hmm. right i don't want to go there and be like a you know just a just an employee and besides i want to go to california and oh, so
0: man did you,
1: did, not regrets but when you think
0: back were you like was it like your friend when you're like oh i wasn't i wasn't on it when he was telling you about gta and you're like that's not gonna work and then you're like hey it worked <laughs> like did that not come up in your mind that moment of being like maybe i should no no
1: uh you know look uh, I know the people over at, you know, Take Two Rockstar. It was a different environment. Mm, okay, um, it's 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 it's, it's 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 a it's an environment that, you know, I just I, I know me. Mm, mm-hmm. and That's important. I wouldn't have you know, it, it if, if 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 I had to if 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 I had to characterize what I feel like Rockstar is, I think at yeah, Rockstar is like a, a fraternity, mm. right? Yeah, that
0: was that was actually. How things were back in the day, though, because I remember when I first started. We met at Interplay when you were there. Um, it was—I would say it's like that. We met was before, before Inter- Interplay. We met. We met before Interplay. Yes, because I came out to I came out to E3, and then I met you when I was there. Before that? No, no, no. I met you at E3 because I came out to E3 with my resume and my business cards, and I met you at the booth. Where were you working before you were at Interplay? I was at Dreamforge. Mm. but
1: I didn't know you. I know that, but I still met you. I don't remember that. Uh, yeah, I did. Did you come visit? Dude, no, you
0: came fine. to visit. No, you came first to visit. All, them. First of all, first of all, I think you came to visit and, like Mike and, and 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 Joe and all them and all your friends and stuff. And, I don't. I didn't know you at that time because when I came
1: out to meet you, I know this. But okay, what I'm saying okay. is this. What I'm saying is this. Okay. Okay. Seriously, you making Seriously. me think like, wait, uh, am I missing no, something? No. Yeah, you are missing <laughs> something. And, and and you know this is a thing, but it's not a thing. You don't go to a developer in Pennsylvania yeah, <laughs> and see a black dude. <laughs> yeah. And not go, what is he doing here? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every, oh, my cheeks every, are hurting. Yeah, oh, so so I knew who you were. I knew who you were. You know, so um so when and and look, when I got to Interplay and I started doing a lot of internal production, right uh and you know and you're like who can i get from places and i straight up pillaged dream forge right and so when you're yeah so when your number was up i was like but i didn't know that like i remember i remember
0: going out to la getting uh off the plane and being like yes this is where i want to be and i went to the booth and i met you and we talked for a long time you're very your hospitality to someone new in the industry was, like, amazing. I, I remember that vividly. And then um, you're like, well, how long are you in town for? This and that. And we we talked about everything. And then when I left, you're like, okay, well, then I'll, I'll see you next Friday. I'll talk to you next Friday. I'm like, man, did we just do all this? And I'm never gonna hear from this guy again. But, you know, Friday Joke came stories. around. And I was
1: like, oh, shit. This is crazy. This dude's real.
0: <laughs> Almost 20 years later. I know, right? It's been a long time, man. Yeah, it's man. So that's
1: what, that, but that's what I'm talking about. Like, you know, for me, I, I, I got to tell you, like, I remember, because being at White Wolf, I remember this, like, and going to Gen Con, um, getting close to a lot of people who were at Westwood Studios at the time, right? And so they were making Command & Conquer, you know, Dune, um, you know, Legends of Carandia, and all this other kind of stuff. I, I was just like, you know, oh, man, these people are awesome. And I met a producer there. Um, a producer's name was Ed. Um, and, and Ed was a producer of Red Alert which I think is probably mm. the the best command and conquer mm-hmm. that that that's come it that is a fun one. And Ed was Ed was awesome because yes I was, you know, this designer and PR director at at White Wolf, but it was clear that I knew games. And um and I said, "Look, Ed, like I really want to do this. I mean, I would love to be at Westwood Studios, but you know, I I feel like I need to step my game up before I get, you know, uh, big time like mm-hmm, that." Mm-hmm. Um And it's funny because at the time, like I had already gotten two job offers from Richard Garriott. Mm. It was Lord British back, uh, and I I was scared to death to go to Origin or EA to work on Ultima, you know. And that's where I met Richard Garriott. I met Warren Spector, and I just felt like those guys are big time. I can't even. I can't even imagine being in that particular scenario mm-hmm. and so I ran from that but you know and I asked Ed I said Ed I really want to do this tell me how and Ed successful game producer mm-hmm. right made you know game that I to this day I think is the bomb and I said you know how can I be down and he just straight up took several hours of his day walked me through my resume and said I would highlight XY and Z so, you know, so you could do this, right? And so, when I see hunger, when I see, you know, people who are committed, I feel like from a, like, here, like, from from soul standpoint, mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. no way. There's no way I can let that go without helping because That's I awesome. still remember being that dude.
0: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: That's pretty cool. So you were there for 2 years and 2 months. And we were only we worked together for just a little bit there mm-hmm. um because it was digital mayhem mm-hmm. first before yeah. it got completely turned over into Interplay. Um but then from there I remember when you when you left, I was like, "What?" and you went on to WB. Yeah. And you were like you were like, "Yeah, it, it's almost like from talking to you, you were so excited, like you were like because I think it was because it was that transition into games and w b was about games, movies t v it was yeah. like everything, and yeah. you were just like, oh, like you were like you couldn't wait to like get yeah. it, <laughs> like meld into everything you possibly could there and like communicate and network and everything, and you were just you were over the moon, yeah about yeah. that yeah that um, yeah. That's pretty crazy. Well, I remember you gave me a tour of the lot, I yeah. think, one time uh-huh, when uh-huh. you were like, yo, you gotta come through and come check it out. And yeah. you are like, that's where they shot that, that's where they shot that, you, you yeah. already had everything memorized. Like. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, that that was, you know, the time
0: at Warner Brothers was. It was like rock star moments, man. Well, from me looking in at you, yeah, you it's know, like you elevate, you got, kinda got elevated. Because you could see the desire and passion in you exuding of like, you're like, it was like, you like,
1: I made it, I'm here.
0: You know, you, you were still yeah. new there, but that's yeah. how it came across. Well,
1: I mean, that was the case. Yeah. Um, but the, the funny part was, it's like, like the, 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 the WB Games that you see now, like I was the first employee. Wow. I was employee number one, Right. Because the decision to get into games was born out of the strategic planning division inside of Warner Bros., hmm. right? Because they had, they had been in games, and they were, the, they were the people who eventually decided that they should take all those E.T. cartridges and bury them, right? Um, so that's Warner Brothers. Yes, yes. And so they were like, should we get back into this? And so those ideas start in strategic planning at, at Warner Brothers. And so they had to find someone who knew games, Right. Mm-hmm. So here I am. Nice. Right? Okay. Like and so in addition to in addition to that, like, you know, having to work directly with the Wachowskis and do everything that is Matrix. Um, which, you know, was one of my favorite movies of all time. Um so um it was it was it was both intimidating uh and exciting at the same time. But I had to fight battles differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and although the language that they speak in Hollywood is English, it is completely different from the English mm-hmm. that you realize, mm-hmm. right? And knowing how to how to speak Hollywood is something that I had to learn um, because it was not what I was accustomed to. Um, and so I had to ride that line, which was, which was very interesting. And being in strategic planning, for example, everyone came to work in a suit and tie. Mm-hmm. I,
0: yeah, your outfit, your attire did change. I remember you dressing it, up yeah. more and stuff like that. And, 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 and the funny you're part. you in their element.
1: Well, yeah. So the, well, the funny part was, it's like, yeah, so I have to come to work. I have to wear this, you know, these suits and these ties and, and, and all this other kinds of stuff. And I remember this, like I, the, the first day I went to go see the Wachowskis. And then, you know, I came in there with a suit and tie, and they're like, you know. And, you know, it was sort of like this. It, it was crazy because I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here reading, like, the Matrix sequels, mm-hmm. right? And when I'm sitting here reading uh, the Matrix sequels, um, there's, you know, their, their table was a big circuit board, mm-hmm. right? And then they had this huge camera that was pointing at me, right, like right down at me. And I had these scripts in front of me. And they all, every page had my name on it. It was the first time I ever seen a, you know, uh, like one of these it's top secret yeah, scripts yeah, yeah. With, with with my name on it. Mm-hmm. And a camera pointed at me, right? And I'm like, you know, and it's funny. I'm I'm reading it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm actually reading the Matrix sequels. um, And they had this sort of this different vibe about, you know, because they were looking at me like, who is this dude from Warner Brothers coming over here? And especially because you had a suit on. I think if you
0: would have dressed like how we dress in the game industry, they would have been like,
1: okay. Yeah, but what are we finna do? Yeah, mistake number one, right? And so the funny part to me was, it's like, like, after my initial sort of, you know, them them sort of looking at me like, you know, um, I I remember I, I used to go visit the studio every Friday to give them updates, tell them what's mm-hmm. going on, read more of the script. I felt like Batman because, you know, I, I, I looked to my left, I looked to my right, at Warner Brothers, I go into the bathroom. I take off my suit and tie, put on ripped jeans, like put in the earrings, and I, you know, had this still nose ring at the time, and it's so on loose. and so forth. And you know, and then I'd be like, oh, "It's me," you know. And then I go to see them, and eventually they got to the point where they, they they loosened up, and I said, "You know, you don't understand. Like, you you caught me in my Bruce Wayne outfit. You know, like, you know, I don't That's usually awesome. I don't usually get down like that. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. so and yeah. So so working at working at Warner Brothers taught me like the film biz right like how people how people talk like how uh in a meeting it's funny to not hear what people say but hear what people don't say like what didn't they say right um and you grow um and so yeah so going from (coughs) uh warner to you know to going to um sigil for example which was which was, you know, these were these were guys from from um that did old EverQuest. you mm-hmm. You're working um, on Vanguard there, right? Yeah, and um
0: look, you were oversight on design and code? Yeah. Okay. So you even as a senior producer here, you still went back into
1: Well, the team your was, fundamentals of Well, the team's huge. Okay. Right? Okay. So I wasn't the only producer. Oh, okay. Um and, you know, being on being on a development level, um you know, you, you have to have like the, the Vanguard team was over 150 people. Okay. You just can't have one producer. Mm -hmm. Right. So we, so, so basically, you know, production split up into several different groups. And so I, I was design producer and, you know, code producer, um, that taught me, uh, Vanguard taught me a lot about patience. Okay. Right. Um, you know, the the team in particular. Um because they just made a request so you couldn't tell I'm shit. Right? Like they were coming
0: from a win, so they you had know, a little cloud about them. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: And um and at the time, you know, I've I've been in the business for about fifteen years. Okay. Um and because I've been in the business for about fifteen years, um I had gained a healthy respect for Things that have happened before me. There have been several games that I have tried to emulate. Didn't do well. And learn from them. Um, and so. When I saw. People making these mistakes. I wanted to keep them from making the mistakes. But. It's smart People. That I found that you had to manage smart people differently
2: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. um and to be honest, I think i uh, you know i think i I feel like I made some mistakes at 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 Sigil where I, I wouldn't make today um and it was it was how I deal with smart people mm. um because I feel like when you're really smart no one can tell you shit but there's a difference from being there's a difference in between being smart and being wise right smart you can look at a you can look at a gas stove and say that's hot that's hot i shouldn't touch it wise is looking at that same gas stove taking a look at your hand where you've been burned several times and say it's hot i know it's hot because i've touched it and I'm not going to do that, right? And so, what's the what's the fundamental difference there? The fundamental difference is is that I think that, um, you know, when you're when you're making something that's creative and technical, usually you're usually you're trying to do things that people have never done before. So there's not a there's not a decent roadmap there mm-hmm. unless you've gone through that you know that process right. several times, right? So that's the that's the touching of the that's the touching of the fire, right? Um, smart people will go well I mean that fire is technically hot but you know how hot is it right and now a wise person says you better not touch that but a smart person's like I'm going to do it anyway right you learn really well from an ass whooping when you're smart right um, so when you're when you're making product when you're making games um, you can get it right but it's the iterative process that ends up taking the time. You you usually need time to get it right. Like a smart person, a smart person will get it right eventually, right? The question is, how many swings at bat does that smart person have before, you know, he hits that home run, Mm -hmm. right? Now a wise person will go, I'm gonna wait for the right pitch. Crack, there it is, right? And so that's the difference. That's the, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. the difference is is that if you're trying to get from A to B, right? A a, a smart person will get there, a a wise person usually get there with less steps, Mm -hmm. right? And that'll end up saving you money, right? So a lot of the Vanguard people were smart. They just weren't wise. Mm, gotcha. And, and I try to force wisdom when you can't, right? Like, yeah. as a producer, and I've learned this, and I've used it, and, I, and, it's, and it's been very effective for me, is I'm not going to stop you from having what I, I think is a dumb idea. Instead, what I'll do is, if I think it's really dumb, I'll speed you on your way to that. Right? To help them see the error in their ways. Or... Well, maybe you, but or, yeah, that's a tricky road. Or mm-hmm. you about to show me something, right? And and so a lot of times at, at 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 sigil, what I would say was, you know, it's funny because I have a lot more experience than you, but I never say that I'm right. As much mm-hmm. as I say, I strongly suspect
2: hmm. Right. Okay.
1: Because I've learned to be dubious is a good thing. Like, you know, when when I when I saw Lisa come to my office, for example, uh, and and show us like, hey, here are these index cards. Right. And you take these index cards, you turn them to the side. And that we call that tapping. And, and you know, and, and, and seeing like magic the gathering happen at that point. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Seeing Sam Houser come, uh, you know, uh, and and talk to us about robbing and stealing cars and and, and being dubious, Mm -hmm. seeing, you know, having a conversation with Vince about, you know, how a first person shooter is supposed to be and me saying, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. After a while, you need to cut that out. You need to stop thinking that you're right all the time and, Mm -hmm. and think that I should allow for the fact that you might be right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so with that in mind, you tell me what you need to do to get from point A to point B your way, and let's go fast. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Okay, because what I want to do is I want you to get to that point, that inflection point where you can say this was either a good move or this wasn't. Because if I keep fighting you, for example, all we're doing is spending money and going nowhere, right? In production, the only bad decision in my mind is no decision because no decision keeps you in this loop right where nothing ever gets done mm-hmm. right a bad decision will get you to a bad place and you can look at each other and go how much time th- we got left how much time <laughs> we got right yeah. left let's do something different yeah. right and so for me um you know I, I you know when i when i think about in retrospect like in you know Sigil was a crazy place mm-hmm. you know um if i did a little bit more of that i think that it would have been Uh, It would have been better for me at the end of the day They just didn't have money to pay me because we were supposed to make a Marvel game Mm. and that Marvel game went to another studio Mm, And So, you know, and so which eventually got me to Sony um, Which was a great and everything
0: happens for a reason. I mean, it's good that you're still having those learning moments it would have been crazy for you to say oh, you know things just didn't work out, but it's good that you still had that as an experience that you haven't yet had or or being able to practice wisdom or knowing that you should have practiced
1: a little bit more patience
0: and being wise. That's that's important. It's good to know. Yeah. I mean, keep in uh, mind.
1: look, I, you know, being introspective about, you know, uh, about things and, you know, it's 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 crucial. And um, I think that in production and in. in 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 particular, Mm -hmm. one of the, and you know, I I don't know if I would limit it to production, but I'd say making games in in general. um, The worst trap you could be in is using yourself as is your test market or Mm -hmm. or making a product for you. Mm -hmm. I look, I respect the the you know, the sweetness of it. Right. Like, oh, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm making things that I want and that's that's great but at some point you have to make what players want yep right like it's not just about you
0: and that's a fine line too it's different to say make what players want and then you iteratively iteratively keep changing your idea and throwing things away i think that's a fine line it's a little different than getting feedback from fans and then just gutting your system and trying to make it over it's about making what As a gamer what you would know is fun and what other people would know is fun based off of like data market There's a lot of stuff that you can pull from as a producer. I would think you're looking at a bunch of things
1: Well now you are now you are Um, Back in the day you didn't you didn't have that like, Mm. you know, like having any analytical data um, You know, you didn't have that like, you know, you had your instincts Um, but but now it's not even a question I mean there's so much data that you can pull from uh, from your games now to to tell you like what people are doing what people Mm -hmm. aren't doing um, that there's almost no excuse for having a really bad product at this point if you if you have the time and you have talented people like you shouldn't be making bad product yeah Uh, and even at that time uh, what 2006 2011
0: the internet for gaming, gaming news, and everything still wasn't where it is now. Like you were still talking about, like, waiting to see the Game Informer, still waiting to see Game Pro Magazine. What did they say about the game, you know? Um, I think with well, 2006, was there even, there was Moby Games, but that wasn't reviews. That was more like they were trying to encyclopedia well. or, or try to get everybody in the industry to communicate on this website. But it wasn't like what a Gamasutra is or a Kotaku at the time, because those are even different now. Well,
1: okay, so there's the internet, uh, and and then gaming as a discipline has changed so dramatically, like in in you know in the thirty years. That I've been making games dated. What years? Holy cow! Yeah, yeah uh, you know, just and it's 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 it, it's changed a lot, and, and what I mean by that is like, for example, like at a claim, um, their their biggest expenditure sometimes was getting the word out and getting a license itself, right? So a claim would get like uh you know, a license for something like WrestleMania, mm. or or you know, or Spider Man or Batman or something like that. Um, they'd make a crappy game and put it out on the market. And your mom or your dad would would buy this game because you like Batman. Or you like, yeah. you know, and, and yeah, it's but, almost but, like the
0: name sold it. Oh no yeah. matter what, if it was good or bad, they made money hand over fist. Well, who at, knew? Back in the day. Who
1: knew whether or not it was good or bad? Where were you gonna go? Yeah, like uh, a lot the of the money's you, been spent. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no returns. <laughs> well, well, it's not. It's, well, it's not just that, but there was no reporting mechanism. Yeah, the the, the best you had, I think, was Game Pro. You know, like, yeah, yeah. you know, like you know they they'd have those different things but no one read those things mm-hmm. like it you know like no no one who had any buying power it was your mom or your dad right mm-hmm. and because it was your mom and your dad they didn't know all they knew was it like batman yeah. hit a new batman you know and, and so as as opposed to now <coughs> where everybody know your game sucks before it ships <laughs> what's that about yeah, it's crazy. right all it's, the leaks all the yeah. e3 leaks they're doing that even now right before next week. right and so and so you know so the point is is that um so so you have that right and then you have uh you know sort of the influence of academia which i'm jealous of to this day you know because it goes back to you know, the fact that I didn't want to go to school, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. now I see, like, all these, you know, DigiPen, USC, DeVry,
2: <laughs>
1: you know, have all these, uh, have, like, fide curriculum for gaming, Mm-hmm. Right. And so I look at some of this stuff and I go, this is the stuff I did. Like, you know, and and people are like, you know, how did you know this and how did you know that? I said, no, we just we just messed up. We just messed up until, you know, we 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 said, yeah, let's not do this anymore. Let's not do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm jealous of, of, of students at this point. I'm jealous of students now because they get to make those mistakes in school, in school yeah. using the same tools that we use professionally. When
0: repercussions are not the same as a 10, 20, $50 million budget. Please believe that, right?
1: Yeah. And so, so, yeah, so, so for me, um, that was, you know, so those are the, those are the fundamental changes. And, and in addition to that, um, you know, making games, online games, uh, in particular. Or you know this this move from making like a discrete product like yeah I made this Batman game throw it over your shoulder get working on the next one I I worked on this throw it over your shoulder work on the next one now that's not no game that I I feel that's top tier doesn't have some sort of live plan nowadays for continuing content for keeping it you know uh, fresh or or, or or whatever yeah especially with that new what Strata? Stradia I think Stadia I'm it, Stadia yeah, what do you which, think about
0: that man oh my god did, did they not see on live crash and burn? And I was on live Patriot. I, I, I got that. I had the controller and it was fun, but it just internet bandwidth wasn't where it needed to be for that to be successful in my eyes. Uh-huh. But what are, what are they doing, man? Man. What do you think about that? Stadia? And they pushing it hard, dude. If, I was on okay, YouTube. Okay. I was on YouTube browsing. All, right. All I had was Stadia ads and like, you want to be a founder Buy this and you get the black controller or you get that, midnight blue or something. Wait, what do I think of Stadia? Yeah. You never know. We th- all right, like you just said, we don't want to burn bridges. No. It's not about no, saying no, anything no, bad, no, but I just no, want to, no, as a no, gamer, no, you know, no, like no, what you, like, you think about what you think about the Stadia man. thing coming out.
1: Okay, so I knew about Stadia like a year and a half. ago. Oh man, right? Okay. Um, and I remember, I remember actually being at, at Game Tech, and um, and we had this thing. It was called Game Tech Cinema, and it was this it was this way of streaming. Uh, you know content from a CD mm. to, your, to your computer so that you could see movies, and so I remember this diagram that we had that had a CD access speed, and then it had um, you know like the speed you would need to have you know full blown video. And this is the time when you had, like, CD, uh, you know, CD-ROMs that were, like, two times speed, three times mm-hmm, speed, four times mm-hmm. speed, right? And so that's, you know, that's, that's what we're dealing with. And, and I remember that going, man, if these transfer rates get good, man, we could do some crazy stuff, right? Like, then, like, you know, you could have nice-looking movies and all this other kind of stuff. So, so fast forward to now, We're looking at the transfer of data mm. from anywhere mm-hmm. to you on any device. That's on the any whole, device, yeah. So fast that you get four K, five point one, uh, you know, audio. Um, it is is close to you know uh, a virus that is beneficial that i have ever seen
0: but everybody doesn't have those speeds i mean when you look at like comcast and um verizon and people who have fios and people who don't like it's a huge difference you know yeah. i had files before and they don't have files where i'm at now dramatic difference on how my many? upload uh-huh. you know but so how
1: many blu-rays did you have before you had your playstation i
0: had none because i used my playstation as my blu-ray player you see what i'm saying so, but but that's but it still seems a little different because I, I went on the Stradia site and I saw that um, on the low end, if you have 10 up, 10 down, they don't recommend you even using it for that. You will have um, a stereo sound output and you will also have like, a, I think it's like a 720p or 1080 at, at minimum. On the other spectrum is if you have 35 up or down, right you'll be able to experience that 4K sure. or the 5.1 cuz sure. they're not doing 7.1 it's 5.1 yep. but um but there's a huge huge gap in there when i have files man we're talking about 150 up 150 down that's why it, i have it's, it's like it's yeah. like amazing uh-huh. but i'm not about to rip out the streets to get stuff put
1: in to like get access to stuff well okay all right so so let's 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 put this in perspective okay so you've got so you've got stadia saying that you know in order to get this 4k crazy You know, thing, you know, you you need this sort of bandwidth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Who do you know who has 4K TV and the ability to experience 5.1 who doesn't have hella pipe at the house? Mm. Okay. Okay. Most people now are just fine with 1080p, you know, gaming, which isn't even, which is like, I I think it's like 15 or 20 or, or, or whatever, right? But I've played it, I've played a 1080p experience on. Uh, Stadia during the beta test mm-hmm. that was less than that and I was still getting that that level of the performance okay? the
0: feedback Like it, it yeah. seemed like when you were pressing the
1: button things were happening. Oh, it was yeah. no latency no. issues. You know? No, no, and and so and so I Think that You know, it's a it's a it's a crazy time to be both the game player and a game maker because um, The consoles are almost indistinguishable from one another. Mm-hmm. They really, they, 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 you know, from a graphic standpoint, from an input standpoint, and for, uh, you know, to a large degree, from a service standpoint, right? They, they're they're almost indistinguishable. So your challenge becomes: How do you make that different? How do you, uh, you know, uh, on a per console basis, and um, or, or or where do you make your purchasing decision from? Right. Uh, and I've been in Best Buy a lot of times, uh, you know, uh, saying, um, you know, in, in in some mom or some dad or something comes up and sees me looking at games and says they need to make a purchasing decision. Like which one, you know, should they, sh- would they, would they go with? And I remember one time I was working at Sony and I was in a Best Buy and lady asked me like, what should I get? Should I get a PlayStation or should I get an Xbox? Right. And I said, so you know your kid, right? And I says, yeah. And I said, how important is Halo to your child? That's right. That's a good indicator. Yeah. It was because, it was a bomb be, back then. Because that's 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 it. And if yeah. you're and if your kid could care less about Halo, yeah. get a PlayStation. You know, that's what made me buy an Xbox. So, I
0: bought an Xbox just for Halo One.
1: There's there's there's, there's that's probably the well but now, now there's 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 a different reason, which is your ecosystem, right? Because it's like Say for example, you have a choice. I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to this bomb ass club, okay, or I'm gonna go to this okay club. Now the difference is, where are your people at?
0: Does the OK Club have half off on drinks? <laughs> no, they
1: do. But but if, if if the half off if, if the half off club that's the OK Club. Yeah. If that's where I'm at, if that's where all your people are, that's it doesn't matter whether or not the exactly. bomb-ass Club is yeah. because you're gonna be there by yourself, yeah. not doing anything, and, and so on and so spending forth. Spending too much you're spending money. Spending too yeah. much money, yeah. you know, trying to get some friends and so yeah. on and so <laughs> forth, right? And so, but if you're if you're if, if if so so now the 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 situation became or becomes where are your people, mm-hmm. right? Because Games ideally bring us closer together, mm-hmm, right? Um, I remember this OEA commercial, and you know the, uh, the the thing that really got me was is that they said at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is that I'm better than you, and I can prove it, right? And so you want to be somewhere where people see you. You want to be some place where you're lauded. You want to be some place where you feel important, and that's usually where your people are, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so now. That's when you had to make a decision whether or not you're, you're, you're gonna go from uh, PlayStation to the Xbox. Group, Xbox. Okay. party group, yep, Okay, so, current, so I'm gonna ask you a question. Who do you know don't have YouTube?
0: Well, it's not don't have YouTube, who doesn't have access to it? I think a lot of people well, have no, access no, to No, 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 no. Exactly, yeah. That's having it, Yeah. Though, right? Yeah. Everybody got it, right? Yeah. Not, okay. not all the people are paying for the YouTube red right now, though. I, no, I, that's not the question, though. Okay. I said... it. Okay.
1: Who don't have YouTube? Everybody.
0: Everybody's got it. Everybody's okay. got it. Okay. On, on on every device you can think of.
1: Please believe that. Yeah. Okay. So now, hmm. now, hmm. okay. I have. I. It's not the. It's not the okay club. It's not the cool club over here or the pristine club. It's everybody's club, mm. right? And so to be a game player and a game maker, you're gonna want to go to the club where everyone can get in at some way, shape, or form, mm. right? You creating you creating sort of material that appeals to all of them so that they could give you their two dollars or their three dollars or whatever. That's what it's about. It's you know yeah, like the PlayStation 4 has got like 91 million you know uh in in, in sales or, mm-hmm. or, or whatever worldwide but think about every device that has youtube that's the platform you want to be on so what do you think that's going to do if this
0: takes off and a successful, what do you think that's going to do to playstation xbox do you think they're going to have to band together they already are. open up the they are on certain titles I'm yeah like about, streaming i'm talking about fully like
2: and I don't know what you can do with backwards compatibility. I, well, well but. see,
1: well, I, I have this. I have this conversation with my with my friend who used to be at uh who, who used to be at uh at Microsoft. His name's mm-hmm. Leon. Mm-hmm. Um, and Leon, you know, I'm, I'm PlayStation because I worked at PlayStation, mm-hmm. and he was Xbox because he worked at Microsoft, right? Uh, and I said, listen, I'm gonna be honest with you, dog. You're not HBO. PlayStation is HBO, and you know it, right? Um, because You, you got one show. That Halo show is the bomb. I ain't gonna lie, but that's your only show. Look at these titles on, 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 uh, on PlayStation, right? And so that's, and that's why I asked that question. Like how important is Halo to your child, right? So what's going to happen is all these companies, in my opinion, are going to be content companies. Okay. Gaming content. And so what it, it, it's going to force them to concentrate not on their not on that kind of tech but on their content okay mm-hmm. and that's why you saw like last year Microsoft just started cutting checks to every last developer they could get their hands on okay because they knew like they bought up in exile, which is our old interplay people mm-hmm. they bought up obsidian who is also our old mm-hmm. interplay people mm-hmm. and so on and so forth because they knew they knew that you know at some point it's about, you know, do you have the Game of Thrones? Do you have, you know, uh, you know what kind of original programming do you have on your service that mm. is going to get people right? That is all that matters now. Mm. Okay, so because you think
0: that the the Xbox
1: and PlayStation are
0: just going to become channels? Oh yeah, within they are, they are. the Stadia marketplace well, or, I, you know, where you just go there and now you have access to that catalog of games they have.
1: I don't know if it's going to be through Stadia, but yeah. you know, they're they're clearly building, you know, their own sort of alternatives to that. I mean, everyone's doing it. Amazon is doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh uh Verizon is Verizon mm-hmm. is doing it. Like all these people are making that technology happen, right? So, um I love that. I love that because if you think about Stadia from a just a technological, like, like you know, you, you brought up um, uh, the, the first streaming service. What, what, what? Online. online, online was the first. Okay. one.
0: Okay, right. and it was a great plan,
1: I thought. It, just, it, it, it was, work. but but tech yeah. wasn't there yet. It wasn't right. It, it, it wasn't there. But if you it, but if you take a look at like, you know, YouTube for example. I mean, this is scary. I, I mean, I, I just want you to picture this in your head because I, you know, because I, I don't think a lot of people connect the dots. Okay, so I'm playing as bomb ass game. Like whatever it is. Let's say it's let's say it's uh, we're playing a first person shooter. Say we're playing Just you any know, any first person any, shooter. Any any yeah, yeah. any first person shooter. Okay. I hit a button on my controller, right? And now it's broadcasting live. PlayStation on, does that now. I'm not done. Okay,
0: okay. I'm listening.
1: Okay. It's it uh, it's it's uh you know, we're 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 playing Ghost Recon or, you know, or or Overwatch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Now, you see me playing because it's streaming on YouTube mm-hmm, right now, mm-hmm. right? And I call you and I go, yo, man, you need to get in on this. Now, conventionally, right, that meant you had to go to, you know, you had to go to GameSpot or you had go to, go buy, to the, it, yeah. go buy it, download it, get the patch, get the other patch. And you got to wait. the other patch. Yeah, yeah, I just put the disc and, in. And, and, well, and, I got to update. You know, yeah, yeah. And, and all this other yeah, kinds yeah. of stuff, right? You're on YouTube, mm. right? Okay, I you see where you're going. double-click, and you plan right away. Yeah. That's... Right away, Ed. Yeah. I'm not – not. This, it's already loaded. No, I got you. I feel – this is just like our it's, – it's, it's already loaded. You had no updates. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah. You did have to pay your money to get in, yeah. but you joined from a YouTube link, man. Yeah. Like From a YouTube link. Like, just get in right and and so the thing about it is it's like you know we talk about how we are separated as 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 people and and i think that you know people are just community oriented now right Mm -hmm. and so i'm telling you now that your game has the opportunity to 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 touch anyone who has a youtube link anybody who has a youtube link now can see your game and play your game on an old dusty computer as long as it runs you know, as long as you so run yeah. As long as you can run <laughs> yeah, Chrome, yeah. you think about that for a second. Yeah, I mean, true. you know, why would you even bother? Like, I, I remember, like, I, you know, I have like a PC. I, like, mm. I have this. I have a PC, and you always worry about upgrading it and upgrading it and upgrading it, upgrading true. it. Nah, man. I, got I mean, we're Chrome. on PlayStation. We're talking about PlayStation Five coming out. Yeah, soon, I, right? like it's I got Chrome. Yeah, and a true. joystick,
2: yeah. holla!
1: right? Yeah. Like, you don't have yeah. to buy, you don't have to spend crazy money yeah. in order to get that. And so for me, like, I, 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 I looked at Stadia and I said, so what I have to do now, like, say I'm playing Destiny and I got a raid going on, right? Like, how do you do that normally, right? Like, and now you're telling me that all I have to do is have that Chromecast and my joystick and good internet. Player, I don't go anywhere without good internet. It's mm-hmm. like, to me, it's like hot water. <laughs> like, when, when, when I don't have good internet, I'm like, yo, I, yo dog, I ain't going to make it over yeah, here. Like, yeah. I ain't going to make it. I ain't going to make it, right? And so being able to being able to take that gaming experience to a phone, a tablet, a TV... Damn it, it! Anywhere with a screen is where mm-hmm. YouTube lives. Mm-hmm. It is like that is
0: like a virus when you think about it. But yeah, yeah, no, it's
1: definitely a good. One. And yeah. and who else can? Who else has that <laughs> that fat pie like Google? It's right? only
0: Twitch right now that has another the other outlet for streaming games and seeing stuff.
1: So so for me, when I when when. It it was almost like my life flashed before my eyes when mm. I saw, like, just Stadia as a concept mm. and said, holy cow. Like, this literally changes everything. It's going to be weird, I-, I feel, because um you won't
0: have to drop, like, $1,200 on, like, a new console with an extra joystick, <laughs> at least a game or two to play. Yep, It's almost like all that money can just get funneled into stadia if they are able to capitalize on the market of gamers and people, casual players, whoever, to like buy into their service.
1: I mean, yeah, because I mean if you if you just think about if, if you think about YouTube as this uniting sort of feature, mm-hmm. right? Um, which is a Google backbone. Uh, you, you start thinking about like the games that you can play once you stop thinking about whether or not, you know, you have the minimum requirements or they have the minimum requirements because all that's gone. Right. If you stop thinking about the inconveniences that you have from patching something to uploading, you know, all those all those different things like and then you and then you match that with something like a Google assistant that Mm -hmm. could you know like take you through things and i remember the first time like i i you know the concept of of handing a virtual joystick over to someone uh on a playstation was crazy mm-hmm. it's, it's basically like okay so let me get this right i can't get past this part but we're both connected online right okay well you drive right mm-hmm. so you can do that too right like gaming is about a lot of times the advances that we get now, it's not about graphics. Sometimes it's not about sound. It's about how we interact. What are our verbs? Mm -hmm. Like, and and when we get a new verb, things change a lot. Right. And so the ability to be everywhere on any screen accessible to anyone. It's like, you, I don't think people are ready for, you know, because it's not just going to be Google. Okay. Everybody's going to have to do this, Mm -hmm. but At the end of the day, it's what is that content on the other end that makes you say, I'm gonna give these people $10 a month, or I'm gonna give these people $12 a month. And it's, you know, look, I mean, I don't know how many people cancel like HBO after Game of Thrones left, you know, but that's what we're dealing with now. That's the, you know, I mean, for example. I don't think that many people did. Chernobyl was the new hotness, even though it was (laughs) only a limited Please believe, oh my God, that was scary. But but, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, it's like. No spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. But yeah, well, I I grew up in eighties, so I I know what happened. So, (laughs) so, so so for me, like taking a look at, um, you know, what Amazon does, for example, or what Netflix does, Mm -hmm. you know, that keeps, you know, that, fifteen nine dollars in your pocket like like for example like you know disney plus is gonna be crazy right i mean i'm getting it for star wars (laughs) nice you know what i'm saying but i'm also getting it for all the marvel goodness too right and so that's what i'm saying like in order to survive in order to be because that's that's the only difference between uh hbo showtime amc sony microsoft Mm -hmm. now is the content that is available yeah. on their service. This content just so happens to be interactive content, mm. right? So, and, and and that's why, like, when I, to buy an Xbox, for example, for me, was to say I don't care about Uncharted, Gran Turismo, right. you know, like, I, you know, like, like, you know, like, you know, The Last of Us, you know, I'm not going out like that, right? And so... Um, if they make it easy for me to to get that content and it's just I'm gonna sub into this at ten dollars a month, I'm down.
0: But see, I think that's what's gonna happen. It's you're not gonna still have those mega hit titles to play. Why not? Because I think they're gonna just they're gonna be looking on their back end. It's the same thing with why you don't see those titles on Xbox. You just don't. You don't see The Last of Us on Xbox with uh, with them toting a PlayStation five. You already know that catalog that's going to be coming with them. There may there may be another a new God of War, maybe more. Yeah, more, <laughs> maybe another. They, they might even just hold off Last of Us and just wait and just put it out with that. Who knows? Um, but just like the deals they haven't been able to make now, they're not going to make those deals unless there's something they're getting from it. It's the same thing with Steam and Epic. With Steam, you know, a lot of people tried out and are still using the epic platform for games that they have now but they don't have a good system on feedback they don't have a good system on return policy they don't have a good system and that's where steam has all these things down um it's just like oh what was it origin that came out for ea like a lot of people were like oh i, c- I can play the battlefield or whatever there was that came out on there that's the only way you could play it but how many people still got origin accounts not too many people well, so it's the same thing as that. Is I think the same. We're gonna re- be repeating history and doing the same thing over because I remember when the division came out. I thought that was gonna be that was gonna break everything for people because they sold it as you can come in at any time. I need support. You're on your phone now. Drop an air support for me. That never really worked. It didn't work at all.
1: Well, look, there's uh, there's gonna be some growing pains. Yeah. Uh. You know, for 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 all of us. Right now, the 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 cool part, at least for me, is that. sony has their squad right uh which is a squad you know, <laughs> is no the, they i have, think i think no, sony's the best right now well well, what i'm saying what i'm saying is they they they've, they've got you know they've got their naughty dog team they <clears throat> got their gorilla team early their sony team. santa monica team They mm-hmm. got the Ben team they've got you know um sony's got you know their their san diego team doing mlb they, they they've got a lot of different you know um you know squads that that do work, mm-hmm. right? And those are always going to be around for Sony creating original content. Mm-hmm. That's why Microsoft went off and bought those companies so that they could corner off that talent and in that in, in, in those those genres. So they're gonna do your Gran Turismo's. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, they're gonna do your Fables. They're going to do your um, your uh, forzas They're gonna do your Halos and your Gears of War, for example, on on the Microsoft. That's what you're gonna get on the Microsoft channel. They, there will be channels. See, that's, that's all I was saying. It has it has to be channels because them not making
0: it that way, you they literally are secluding the people who have bought consoles and don't want to go into this streamed way of playing games and not owning any content.
1: You're not gonna have any choice. I, I don't. I don't think you're gonna have any choice. In people, the as
0: long as people demand wanting to buy a disc or whatever it is, a cartridge, there's always gonna be a market for that.
1: But why or are they gonna be expensive? Okay, so, so so let me ask you a question. <laughs> What was the last CD you
0: bought? Uh-huh. Oh, a CD? CD. Yeah, player. Are talking about for gaming or are you talking about to listen to music? To, to listen to music. Oh. Yeah, oh, doesn't, man, that sound, been, doesn't that sound stupid? Man, when was the last time, uh, what was it? Not Hollywood, but what was the name of that? See, Goody, Goody can, Music
1: Goody Music or something like that? See, you can't even ago. remember. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's what I call hits or whatever. Like that was what a long time now?
0: ago. But at the same time, I still haven't, I personally haven't downloaded music either in a long time. Yes, because of YouTube, and yes, because of other means of streaming stuff. I think, I but think that's a different. That's 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 Why? two different things on different tracks all and right, at different all times. Right, all
1: right. Though, let's 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 take it up a notch then. Okay, what's the last DVD you bought?
0: So I have Apple TV. <laughs> um, I no, I I like, no, 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 no. The, no, no, the last blu-ray slash dvd because that's how they sell them now no was uh interstellar i bought that because when i saw it i was like oh my god i need to buy this because this is awesome so i think that was the last one i actually went out and purchased so how
1: long ago was that that was like three four years ago wasn't it, it was about three four years okay ago. so see what i'm saying yeah so there's no uh, so that's but you're the- still talking
0: about music and games they're on different tracks
1: what, no, I'm talking. What? See, you're separating them. I'm yes, not. Yes. What I'm what I'm telling you is that what I'm telling you is content is content. Now, okay, okay. You, you know, you, you you know, you seem to want to separate them because they're not interactive.
0: The okay. user base is different, and and in what way? It's different because depending on the title, let's mm-hmm. just say like your GTA. Okay. Um, GTA Five came out and because it was coupled with GTA Online that worked, because they tried to do online with four, it didn't, it didn't really work out that, that well. Um, people are still playing GTA. It's been years mm-hmm. since since it came out. But, you know, when you buy a disc for music, you know, there may be four, a, f- a few tracks on there that you really love that you're gonna listen to, and then ultimately, you're gonna find a way to get them off that disc, because you don't wanna have them on that disc, and you only wanna hear the four
1: you wanna hear. Um, it's different. It's totally different. You think it's different, but I, it's not. And I give you a perfect example. Like, okay. like, okay. So, how many Apple TVs do you have?
0: Uh, just just the one. Just the and one. it was a gift. Okay. So I didn't even buy it. Yeah, but so. it's still pla- it, Come on. Now. <laughs> come on. <laughs> blessings. Okay. okay blessings what, are I, blessings. I, what, what, what I'm saying is <laughs> yeah.
1: this. Yeah. What I'm saying is okay. So I got the first, no, the second generation, either the second or third generation Apple TV, mm-hmm. right?
0: And yeah. I'm talking about the box. I'm not talking about a yeah. television. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's like, okay. Right.
1: So, so <coughs> I got the Apple TV. Okay. Then, I mean, I have a whole case of, I, I have about four or five hundred Blu-rays. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Why?
0: Why'd you, why? Why did you buy so many Blu-rays?
1: Because the streaming wasn't a thing when I was buying these Blu-rays. Mm, okay. And, wow. I, you know, that used to be a thing. I, I remember, like, going to, you know, Best Buy. On a Tuesday. Oh yeah, you new know, content that comes was, out. New yes. content yes. came everybody out. everybody saving any checks. It, for that. You know, yeah, and then you just go and you just you know, and I that's what I did, okay. right? Okay, don't nobody do that now because. Mm-hmm that's when you know as a matter of fact it's like man it's on itunes you know now itunes gives me like a a heads up when my you know when when the movie's out because i pre-ordered it or whatever it's right there Mm -hmm. right i don't have to stand in line anymore i don't have to do any of those things anymore right it it, that that content is right there for me right Mm -hmm. and i've and 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 so especially when you start talking about games in particular you start talking about games in particular like you know like the resale market is just Stupid, right? And and it just I, I think it it doesn't allow people to fully realize like you know the you know the what their games are actually doing out in the market. But when there's no physical thing to return, mm-hmm. you can keep all that money.
2: Hmm.
1: You see what I'm saying? And people actually start seeing what games are what games are worth or, or or what they do. So, um, and and I remember this. I remember this like it was yesterday. Like, uh, you know, me being mad at at um at games in particular because I go, you know, $60 is is, is, is not a high price to pay for a dope game,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it's a real high price to pay for a shitty one,
0: mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you're talking about those four hour experiences over like the Zelda 50 plus hours. Well,
1: I'm not even talking about hours. I'm just talking about the experience itself, oh, okay. just the over- right? Just the overall experience. Okay. Like if I feel like I got robbed because I spent my $60 on yeah. some garbage, yeah, yeah. right? Or maybe a concept that I didn't know anything about. And I said, we've got to, you know, I, and I remember actually when some games would come out, and this was back in the day, when they were like $19 or, tw- you know, or, or something like that. And, I, and the first thing I'd be like, what's wrong with that game?
2: Mm-hmm. Like, why is it $20? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Right? Hasn't hmm. Val- right? the value been? What's yeah, like, what's, 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 or it just came out and it's 20 bucks, And I'm like, something ain't right. You know, like, that game's like, you know, and I, and I was like, there's got to be some way that, you know, like, how can we get experimentation back into gaming? Hmm. Right? And that's free to play, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, premium, you know, uh, premium sort of you know, experiences and, and, and things of that nature. And so that's how gaming has changed. Our, uh, being at Sony, for example, and then going to, uh, I remember like just trying to get a game greenlit mm-hmm. at Sony. Different process man like it's not even a different process as much as it is like a frustrating process because once again we're talking about their squads right so you go hey man i want to make a i want to make a driving game and they go better than gran turismo oh okay um i want to make an adventure game better than uncharted you know Damn, um, I want to make uh, a sport game. better than the MLB to show. You see what I'm saying? So you're in a situation where they had almost everything all locked, you know. Um, and, and because of that, it was hard to get something greenlit at Sony. So you get the PlayStation Network, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they say instead of 20 million, you know, 40 million or, or whatever to make a game, here's a, you know, here's one or two. Make a simple game. We'll distribute it even for ten bucks or for free or whatever. See what people think. And if it's dope, you take that and you build on it and you build on it and you build on it. And then now all of a sudden, there's a there's a indie side that you can test concepts. Hmm. And then when people when people can either pay nothing or very little for a product, they'll take it, see what it's like. And then you can monetize afterwards. So I I think that, you know, online services where you can take a simple concept and put it out there for people. It's the best thing that's happened to gaming. It's 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 sort of like you know, like I said, having an independent sort of movie market yeah. to to some degree. You don't have to spend that money, but your concept, your 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 you know your your moment to moment experiences have to be awesome. And then when they are, and you've seen it, you've seen you know these indie game developers that hit on some new concept, whatever it is, and then you take that and you can you know you can you can plus it up the next time. So like, in a, what what you say it was. Uh, did you say Interstellar or no Inception?
0: Uh, yeah, Interstellar. For In- what I bought, the last DVD. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, homeboy Nolan started off very simple too, with Memento, mm-hmm. right? And he kept hitting, and he kept hitting, and his budgets got higher and higher until you know he's jumping Batmobiles. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? And so, mm-hmm. and and that's where I think it's nice and healthy for, you know, uh, our market. Yeah. To 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 cultivate these different sort of areas of of uh, of exposure.
0: Yeah, I'm not against Stadia. Like I said, I was a, a early adopter to the on live, but it's just when it went away, that's what was kind of the letdown. And so I'm just I'm having flashbacks. I think that's what I'm dealing with having flashbacks <laughs> of of what it was like and how how cool I thought it was going to be in it, and it was for a moment. Um, it's just I don't. I think it's gonna. I think they're gonna have to go like you said, growing pains. They're gonna have to go through those issues where they're not gonna get the content that they want. I mean, there's games coming out now that look amazing. Oh, what is the name of it? Uh, the one with the guy who played uh, the Punisher. He's the bad guy in it. Yeah, it's Ghost Recon. Yeah, the Ghost Recon game. They're they're gonna be right on Epic. They're I don't I don't think it's gonna be an exclusive, but they said they're gonna be like a day one Epic release on their platform for you to play it. So you're kind of like, oh, they're gonna make me do. You but know. but but which I, is what origin did origin made you do but, it but and then... yeah
1: but origin see once again that was i, I think the difference between having a net there's a difference between having a netflix okay okay um or old netflix and new netflix and what i mean by that is old netflix used to send you cds and dvds Mm -hmm, that's true new netflix just streams yeah well they still have a dvd option well i know but what i'm saying is like that's the new new right and so when you when you when you look at these epic stores they're not streaming as much as they're sending you this data so that you can Mm -hmm. run locally okay you see what i'm saying um and i just don't see the point in that i I, I, i really don't i mean like if i have if i have both of these you know,
0: well, the point is uh, offline play. Not many games still offer offline play, but
1: why do you? Wh- wh- when are you offline?
0: Uh, whenever the power goes out, or if the power is out, you can't play nothing. But you can play it on your phone, or you can play it on your device, or your laptop, or something. If you still got your battery, but if the power is out, you, you don't can, have internet. But you, the, still got, you still got
1: offline play. Okay, so let's talk about that. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now you got offline play. Okay. You, uh, well, no, like say, say I want to play a stadium game. Mm -hmm. And I don't have any power.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all streaming. What are you going to
1: do? Oh, well, that's easy. Because I still have my cell phone that's probably, you know, at least 4G. Towers are down. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> like what are you gonna do you do? You see what I'm saying? Like, well, then it, it's, you it's... fight zombies. I mean, <laughs> at that point, I mean, you know, you got bigger problems than your stadium you accessibility. You Being the shit hits the <laughs> and you're like, the stadium still working? I mean, like, if it's a zombie apocalypse, yeah. I ain't got nothing for you. But what I'm saying yeah. is, it's like under normal circumstances, yeah. like, you know, I, I have a I have a tablet, mm-hmm. okay, um, that has uh that that has uh, internet connectivity. Mm-hmm. Okay, it has and its own signal. Yeah, it has signal. its own okay. signal, and I'm communicating with uh, with Google servers already. Okay, I'm still playing. Hmm. You not with your PlayStation? Wah, wah. You see what I'm saying? I yeah. mean, to to me, like you know, there isn't really a game that I play now that isn't always connected. Hmm. It's very few where yeah, I'm even, straight very up local few are even being made. yeah, the, like and and so you know, so so you know this this. It's just the way things are. Like you got an Apple TV, and mm-hmm. you said, it, you know, it's been it's been a minute since you've actually bought. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, oh, we know, just a, buy a digitally. Yeah, yeah, we just bought digitally. Yeah, you just buy digitally, and most of the time, even when you buy digitally on Apple, okay, yes, you have local storage on your Apple TV, but you don't use it. You're mm-hmm. always streaming. So if the power's out, you can't watch a movie either, player. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, I don't think they store it. I think it's all in the cloud, though. I well, don't you do not well, you, those, well, if you, if you buy, there's a hard drive in it. Well, if you, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it
2: is.
0: I, I didn't. I don't think because it doesn't give you an
1: option to save to the hard drive. Not really. Okay. Hmm. But you can, you, like, for example, you can load games on your, on your, uh, on your Apple TV. Well, I haven't. Done. Yeah, but so it's, that's my point. Is that right. everything is streaming, hmm, right? Hmm, and hmm, so, and and so now we're just talking about your games too. Interesting. And and interesting, and so right. yeah. So for me, I guess the part that's got me so hyped is is that, um, you know, you used to have so many different, uh impediments Mm -hmm. to your gaming experience like i don't know how to hook this up i don't know how to do this or i don't know how to do that and and the fact that i can take top tier um you know gaming experiences and play them on a tablet with my with my joystick basically anywhere i mean when look i can get a free stadia I bought one, mm-hmm. right, because that's the kind of initiative I want. And you know what? It's not like I'm religious in that way. As soon as a Microsoft one and a PlayStation one comes out, I'm going to be right there too, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you're telling me all I need is a joystick and a cloud. Hmm.
0: I think by that point, if, if Stadia does prove something in what their service is going to allow, I think you may be on the money with that. I think instead of it being channels for Xbox and PlayStation, they might just have their own. You know, they, it's a new joystick. You just buy and just do it. I played. I don't see why you wouldn't do that at that point. I played. I played, But they're the, gonna wait. I think they're gonna wait and see if it works.
1: I played the 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 Assassin's Creed, mm-hmm. the new one, on Stadia, hmm. <clears throat> almost to the end, mm-hmm. right? And just to freak myself out, like I, I I would put my my PC. I had I had. My PC you have to use on all your bandwidth. You turn right. it on all your devices. Well, well, check this out. I, I put on. I, I put on my. I put on my. Um, my my PC. I'm playing on my PC, mm-hmm. and then I had my laptop, my Mac laptop, mm-hmm. right? Which you can't like normally like. Right, right. You don't. You don't game on. You're your, talking about a whole nother your segregation. Mac, of, right. Like yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so I put that right next to my to my PC. I started to run down the hill, on the. Uh, on, on my on my PC I clicked play on my on on the uh, on the you know my powerbook finished going down the hill right no
0: hitches no nothing no latency nothing, nothing.
1: it's just the video at that point like there's yeah, no, is there an man. initial
0: load though is there an initial load, load time of like
1: that there, was there was, a, there was a, there's an initial load time when I started the session, okay, you see what I'm saying? Okay, like it had to load on the server, but once it was once it was on Are the, you server, just the server, then? yeah. So so like so, as soon as I hit let's go on my Mac, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was like she lifted up her leg on the PC and her toe point. hit the ground yeah, yeah. on the Mac, and I was like, "It's pretty cool." Yes, sir. Oh man. Oh, and man, that's and, you know, and and, and and look, dude. Like
0: look, look. look I'm gonna have to wait till the second gen. You,
1: you have to understand, like I started making games
0: this on your Game rhythm. Boy. This is, your, this is your analogy of wisdom, right here. You're like, I've been through this, yeah. <laughs> dude. Get on this train,
1: you know. And and so this, you know, and so for me, this is exactly what I'm talking about mm-hmm. when I say, like, Touching you know, stove. like I've had my share of being dubious, mm-hmm. but when I see it in action, yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: That's pretty cool. Capcom. We've already gone, I think, past all these yeah, in man. our conversation. Yeah. But um, so you went from Sony to Capcom. Yep. For a year. Yeah. For mobile and social stuff.
2: The,
0: games were changing just during like a phase of game industry was changing. a little Look, bit. Uh, you
1: know, all I can say as far as Capcom was concerned is yeah. I met a lot of good people there.
0: Yeah. From Capcom, you went to director. So you went out of the producer
1: just t- we was t- t- doing t- some startups for, uh, okay. for 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 a minute, you know okay. we, like you know and, and I still think it's it's pretty prime we you know uh, a couple of my friends we were like contested yeah let's let's you know is is, is gambling a thing mm. Okay. Um, and I still think it is yeah um um there's too many laws yeah, it's a lot of laws, and yeah. you know state lines and all that other yeah. kinds of stuff, but we're going to get there and yeah. and I guess, might be
0: gambling with crypto. You know what I'm saying? That might be the next big thing because then it's decentralized, and you're just playing a game at that point,
1: quote unquote. Yeah. And so, I tell you, like, you know, to sum it all up, like going from like, you know, from Capcom to Digital Domain Mm -hmm. to to like, Magic Leap.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um, Magic Leap was probably where I I I perfected my let's let's deal with smart people, you know, uh, Uh, like I just you know. Two years and five months. Yeah, because the
0: other ones, you. Yeah. It's like you were
1: going through a phase. You're looking for
0: something. You're looking for something. When stability. I think a lot of people. Digital domain. I think
1: a lot of people look for stability in this yeah. business, you know, because, you know, game companies. Yeah. you know. They, blink they, an they, eye, they're they, gone. They blink an eye, they, they, they're gone. Yeah. And, you know, look, Magically. That was a big deal. That
0: was a big deal when you went to Magically. I remember yeah, talking to you about that. And yeah,
1: were, like. It's like, oh my and God. I, and I still believe
0: And what like, they're doing.
1: And what they're doing because I you know I look at certain things and I think of them as um, technological sort of eventualities right like um, we will get there um, it is just that um, you know how how do we how do we get there um, if you if if you if you look at a smart device um and I say smart device because that's essentially what they are. I think they make you smarter um hmm. they they allow you to have access to information like that historically has just been you know it, you, you just yeah never when you're going had. to the library man yeah. <laughs> like you know going to yeah. a library now seems like ancient. it seems yeah. like using an outhouse or something yeah. like that like what is what is a library It's mostly imagine.
0: daycare from having a kid it's yeah. it's, it's, it's It's a good place <laughs> to take your kid to expand their learning and stuff, but okay. other than that you don't really have a need uh, to go there right and,
1: and and so for and, and so for me like um i remember like thinking about what augmented or mixed reality can do um and it 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 takes me to a new place I, you know um you know, to, to tell you how old I am, for example, like I remember having one of the first electronics that I really liked was this Casio watch mm. that I had, and this Casio watch. Did Casio or Timex time in it was, day. it was it was Casio <laughs> dog because what what it what I could do is I could keep phone numbers on mm-hmm. my on my watch. Mm-hmm. Um, before then, I just knew all my friends' phone numbers, mm-hmm. like in my head, mm-hmm. right? And if I didn't, I remembered the pattern on the phone, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I only had like. Ten or twelve friends, yeah. right? Um, when this Casio watch came around, I could put like a hundred numbers in there, so I had more numbers. Mm. So, but what I did was I seeded this knowledge for the knowledge that you know, like free I up could, some space. I could free up some space, yeah, right. So now um, it's it's so different, you know, because now I have this smart device, right? Now with this smart device, I'm able to you know go that that step further like for example i doubt you know anything but your mom's number maybe your sister's number and your number and your, your lady's number, number. Yeah, yeah you know that's that's basically it everybody else you don't know that that's number pretty correct no you see what i'm saying it doesn't mean that you're smart it just means that no. you have abdicated that space in your brain to something else yeah, right true. and so but in doing that now you have access to a couple hundred numbers you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, you pick up the phone, for example, and, or you could just tell Siri or, you know, a Will Google Assistant, call? Yeah. like, call this person, yeah. and it just happens, right? Or you could say, yo, I'm hungry, I want a burger. Now it tells you where all the burger joints are, right? Or, you know, um, and how good is that burger? Well, you know, these are the ratings and, and, and so on and so forth, right? So that's what a smart device is, has done. To the point where if I were to take your smart device away from you, Yeah, you would feel significantly less super and smart and you would actually probably start having some sort of withdrawal Because you feel like you are away from the the, you know, the the collective to to some degree, right? That's what a smart device does for you, right? But what happens when your smart device becomes ubiquitous to just your glasses? Hmm. For example, right? So if I could take everything that is in your Android device and put it on your face With your glasses that you have on right now you know what kind of beast you would be i mean it would be completely different and and, and what i mean by that is that's what i mean when i say like mixed reality okay Mm -hmm. so and and like say i put on my glasses now i got tony stark glasses on now right Mm -hmm. okay so i could basically and and this is this is you could already do this and i you know this is the example that i use because i think it's perfect um with a with a Magic leap or any sort of advanced augmented reality device okay now right now i could take a picture of you right then i could do a google search on your image that i've taken of you and you're popular enough net wise that i'd probably get a hit on your face mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. okay and it would say edward bowman yeah and it would probably take me to like your linkedin page and Everywhere. all this other kinds of stuff and, and so on and so forth right and so i could do that with my phone right now mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. okay so now my phone's my glasses, right? So I could look at you. It, it could take a passive picture of you and say, that's Ed Bowman. Here's his LinkedIn information. Here's his past uh, post on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And I'd be like, oh, so how was your trip to Cabo? Yeah, but that that don't have that working right now like
0: that. It doesn't work as seamless as the user would want it no, to work. No, but 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 see, once again, the concept is there, see, and I think people nah, are on board but, for it. But that.
1: And see, but this is this is this is when we get back to what I was saying before. Mm-hmm. I've seen Magic the Gathering cards when they were index cards. <laughs> okay, okay. I saw GTA when it was <clears throat> top down. Right, right. Okay. I saw I, I saw Call of Duty before it was Call of Duty. Y- you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so. You know, we are in technology. We are we we need to be better than that. We, you know, it's a, it's a lot of times it's not about chasing a trend. It's about creating a trend, right? And so when you can see technology, when you can see like the ramifications, you know, five, ten years down the road. Get on because we're the people who build it, right? And so what I'm telling you is, is that yes, right now, like if you look at a Magic Leap device, it has these big sort of you know mm-hmm. goggles, and it has like this you know like this a this a case. Battery pack. Yeah yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but but look at look at how your old iPods used to look. Okay, okay? People still use them though. I know, but as yeah. opposed to as opposed to you know what your iPhone looks like now. It's yeah. Super slim. Right. Or the Nanos when they went yeah. in that direction. So that's what I'm talking about. Okay. What, I'm, what, okay. what I'm talking about is, is that, so when you start, when, when, so, so now, okay, imagine if, you know, because if you, have, if you have your iPhone on your face, you all of a sudden don't need a phone either. Yeah, but I think even
0: for the, what, um, the eyeglasses that were made, it was still kind of attached to your cell phone. Like they're, they're not a one-off entity on their own yet I, it, it will oh, also so what
1: you're saying is is that at <laughs> some point you know this ipod and this cell phone are gonna marry and have a baby is that what you're saying yeah mm-hmm. maybe that might be yeah right. that's what well we'll think about it we'll think about it you think about all the smart devices that we have right we're our pdas right mm-hmm. like you think they're gonna stay like this tech brick and that's it of course not oh, no course not. like like every time you see you know uh Google, you know, a la Android, or or uh, you know, in Pixel, for example, or 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 iPhone, come out with a with a new version of it. They're not necessarily changing the paradigm; they're mm-hmm. making things more powerful. Mm-hmm. There's almost nowhere to go now,
2: hmm.
1: right? And so that's why wearable technology, you know, is 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 the new hotness, at yeah. least in my opinion, right? Yeah. Because you know, I mean, once again. Say I take my phone out, right? Now I've got, you know, optical character reading that I could take my phone and I can hold it up against uh, something that's in Spanish and then it'll yeah, tell yeah, me I've what it is that. in English. Mm-hmm. Right? What if that's on your glasses? Yeah, that'd be cool. You see what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is it's like wearable technology and doing, uh, you know, technology that um, sort of enhances reality. Mm-hmm. You know, that's holodeck stuff, man. That's 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 where you want to be. And so for me, I remember one of the first tests I did at Magic Leap was is I want to cast spells. This is Magic Leap, right? Okay. So I had um so we were messing around with like a wand, you know, and how does it feel to actually carve out a spell in midair, you mm-hmm. know? Um and it was you start facing new challenges, like for example. The coder who did it, he would throw this fireball every single time. He'd be like, boom, 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 boom. And I'd be like, every time I threw the fireball, though, it went behind me. And I didn't understand why. And it was because um, he, made, he made the fireball stick to the end of your wand, right? And to get it off, you sort of flicked it off. But I was doing this, mm-hmm. right? I was doing that. And so... What what happened was is you now you started to you started to have different once again verbs data? verbs that you could use differently hmm. right um, if you were interacting with things okay now even those interactions became different like those like if you're in mixed reality and mixed reality means you're taking real things and augmenting things on top of it, right? So if there's a player or someone that you need to talk to inside a game in mixed reality, when they say come here, they don't mean push your joystick you know, forward to come here. It means bring your ass, right? Mm-hmm. And so you would have to physically walk over mm-hmm. to where that person was and look under the table or look, you know, um, and, and so that's a thing, right? Or when you're having a natural conversation with someone in mixed reality, once again, it's tracking on your face, right? And they say, how are you doing? Well, you could say, I'm okay, because you have voice recognition. Mm-hmm. Or you could go, and they could read that, right? Like they could read that you are mm-hmm. nodding your head or shaking your head. And, mm-hmm. and, and so that's how tech moves forward. That's how, that's how all of a sudden this game becomes a completely sort of different experience. On, on, on Magic Leap, we could tell when you blinked. Mm. We could tell when you blink, right? So they so, had the inward-facing so cameras onto your eyes as well? Yeah, yeah, because we were doing eye tracking, right? Okay. So so imagine that. Imagine a scary situation, uh, something that's designed to scare you, right? And so say I'm over here, uh, like, or the, the, the character's like you know, 10 feet away from you, mm-hmm. right? And then you blink, and then it's 2 feet away from you. Right. Right? Now I can scare you. It's completely different or just putting objects in front of you or people in front of you that are different. Like, for example, like, um, messing around with, uh, you know, uh, communications, mm-hmm. for example, right? Like say I'm talking to you and we both have on, you know, these glasses, right? Um, and you call me, right? And so I see a representation of you, you know, that, that I can see through my glasses, right? Well, You could be six inches tall, and so I talk to you like this. Or you could be two feet tall, and I talk to you like this. Mm -hmm. Or you're 20 feet tall, and I have to go, yo, man, can you, like, shrink down or something like that? All these different things start to influence you differently. Um, You know, the best example— Very much Ready Player One. Pretty yeah, much. very very yeah. much so. Like like if you if you watch like the Incredibles, like the first Incredibles, and this is a this is an example I, I like to use all the time, like, um, because it's about agency, like if you can control how you're viewed, like, you know, emotionally things are different. Like mm-hmm. in, in the Incredibles, when uh mom and dad had a fight and she could stretch, right? And she, she she told him what he was about to do. What'd she do? She said, You will do this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you could do that virtually, like, things change. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, so, so, so from a design standpoint, um, I, I don't know whether or not Magic Leaf is going to, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. succeed or fail. But what I do know. They're testing the waters. Well, not just that. That's tech eventuality. That's not, right. that's not like some fad. Okay. That's only going to get better. And I think that goes
0: hand in hand with what we were talking about earlier about. Um, the stadia, because if they can get that online to work and be efficient, no matter what, and then you pair on the, a Google Glass Plus or whatever it's going to be for the wearable tech, it's a win-win. Because you already know that streaming works. You just got to make sure that that person can have a, a an avatar or some sense of recognition within it. And now you're just in this place. you you That'd be you, kinda well, crazy, you, man.
1: Yeah, you just you, you, The thing about it is, is that um, sometimes to be forward-thinking. You know, look, you you, got to strike at certain times because Mm -hmm. um, sometimes you can have the right technology, but uh, but not at the right time. Like I remember like back in the early 90s, for example, Sega was doing some crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. But they were on the right track that they were just early. Like Sega created heat. Sega created the 32X the activator you, you see what i'm saying so yeah, they, 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 were, I, they went to they were they it's like they had the idea but then they went Doof, and went vast with it and they didn't focus with well this, it, it, it's it's, it's not just that but conventional wisdom said you don't like you don't you don't split your market by coming up with these different devices yes, to add on right like you don't do that and but but They're you are trying do, to prolong the longevity but, of the genesis yeah, but 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 think about it but think about it now right like if that was the case, PlayStation Pro wouldn't be a thing. Yeah. PlayStation VR wouldn't be a thing. But yeah. it is, right? And so they had the right idea. I mean, it, look, Sega had uh, Heat, which is their network, mm-hmm. back in the day to mm-hmm. do online playing. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's like all this stuff happens. Yeah. The question is whether or not you're in the right time to, yeah, they to, right to time do all these that. things. But, you know and instead of being that Especially Dali. with the
0: competitors of uh they they went to the Sega Saturn when they had those competitors of uh Sony and Microsoft on their tails and it's like it's like what Netflix did to Blockbuster pretty much. Yeah, it, you know? and so
1: you just it, it, and so that's that's kind of why you know from a from a from a technological standpoint like a lot of times I don't think uh uh eh. You know, this will never work at that. You know, I mm-hmm. just go, I don't know. Let's let, let's see. let's see where this goes. Yeah, that's
0: interesting. That's interesting. So, Magic Leap, that was a big deal. You went back to Florida. You went back to your home. Yes. Um, because I remember that vividly. And then, Lightstorm. So, how did how did it come about for Lightstorm? You've been there for a year and ten months. You're in Manhattan Beach. Uh-huh. You went from florida You went from Florida, coming all the way back to the West Coast. Look, how did that come to fruition like was it the right opportunity right time like what we're talking about strike yeah. when the iron's hot or
1: you know I have um, like I said the one crucial uh, thing that happened to me at Capcom is I met a lot of good friends mm-hmm. um, and uh, one of the guys that I met at Capcom was uh, Josh Izzo. Um and Josh is just a true nerd like you know in every sense of the word like josh has more toys than any human being that i that i know Hmm. um but he's a good dude like a real good dude and a friend of mine went over to fox and uh he said you know let me let me see what's going on over here um and uh they're working on an avatar mobile game and so when i working on an Avatar mobile game, there was a production spot that was opening. And he said, look, I know like, you know, magically Leap isn't what you wanted it to be and like you're unfilled and, you know, not only that, I mean, even though I was born in, in Florida, you know, I think California is my home. Now at this point, I've been here mm-hmm. since 99. It's a nice place. It is. <laughs> um And so, uh you know, it's just like, you know, you, you, you might want to, You might want to check this out. So, um, so I looked at the job description and I said, "Yeah, let me let me see what was up." And so my friend said, "Well, hang on for a second, like, you know, because Lightstorm has uh, an opening for for vice president, uh, you know, doing games, level up." Now, so I was like, "Wait, my boy is at Lightstorm. Josh is at Lightstorm." right um well let me call him and 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 see what they do so you know i sat and i thought about this for a minute before i before i made the call because i i liken it to being me going from being a designer to producer um i went from protecting a project um you know, from, from a designer to, to being a producer, mm-hmm. um, to be an executive producer, to, to protecting multiple projects. And I felt like that's, that's in my pocket, right? Um, and, you know, a lot of people have heard the Peter Principle, uh, you know, uh, phrase, which is you're promoted to your level of incompetence, right? Hmm. And I felt like I'm comfortable in a production spot, in the upper echelon of production Um, you know, because I have a lot to teach, but you know, I I could stay here and chill. Right.
0: And some people do that. Some people will get to those points in their careers where they're like, I'm good. And then they'll stay. And that's usually like that, the bad thing that the choice they make, because then it's hard to get out. It's hard to find that next position if something were to happen. Yeah. So. So that's good. That's good. You, so you, this was a calling much like what you experienced before. it, It was,
1: it was, it was reluctant though. It, because there's there's something to making games, making product that's attractive, even though it's not physical, right? Like, hmm. you know, I feel like I, I make stuff, mm-hmm. right? And I always viewed vice presidents of people that just don't make stuff, don't hmm. know how to make stuff. Right. And just hand over bad decisions that kind of, you know, screw up whole projects or companies and, and so on and so well, forth
0: that that's because some people who go into vice president roles some of them are like oh i used to work at craft and now i'm over here as vice president You, right. as opposed to like you went you went up the ranks like yeah. big time within the industry yeah. until you got to this point so it's a little different a little it different.
1: Is, is it is a little different but now i saw that 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 mode switch or that change um that that I had to make from being a designer to being a producer Mm -hmm. is, you know, uh, do I want to do this? And it was a fair amount of fear because I'm like, uh, you know, what if I'm not good at this? You know?
0: So where did that doubt come from? Because earlier you didn't mention anything about doubt in your first transition from design to production. It was more so you witnessed and experienced things as a designer, where you're like, "Hey, I think I can be a force to make things change and make things better." there was no doubt there this was no doubt m- in your mind. this answer might so, be five minutes okay that's fine but I, but you see what I'm saying right there was a uh-huh. there's a even yeah. though it's comparable to the sure. sure it's different so what what caused you to have doubt uh in this experience um
1: I like to do things. I like to feel like I've made things. I, I, I like to be part of the creative process. And I've been doing so since I was in fifth grade. Um, so uh, I was, um, the first week I was at Magic League. Um, I, um, I had to go to New Zealand to Weta, Mm -hmm. um, because we had a, we had a project called Dr. Grabots, um, that I was helping them gamify or, or whatever. Um, and so, so I'm, so I go to New Zealand and the crazy part was, is that, you know, because of my position in the company, I got to fly first class to to uh, you know to New Zealand, mm-hmm. which you know should be experienced as crazy. Uh, so I get there, uh, and you know, they go to Weta. The first thing you see are, are the trolls from the, the the Hobbit, the the petrified uh, trolls, and, and and you're like, man, this is crazy, right? Like, I'm at Weta, right? And so they take you on this tour in Weta. And so I, I'm, I'm in the bowels of, of, of Weta. Uh, and uh, I'm in this room. It's the master armorer's room. I'm sorry, the uh, the weaponsmith. master weaponsmith. smith. Uh, you can't take pictures in there. Hmm. Uh, but he makes weapons. Mm-hmm. Now, I play D&D. Like, most of the time I play some sort of character that casts spells because mm-hmm. I love magic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm in uh, the, the master weaponsmith's office. And, you know, he's at his, he's sort of doodling around in there. I'm getting a tour. And he looks at me and I'm staring, you know, at a, at something. And he says, you know what that is? And I went, yeah. And he's sort of dubious, you know. He, you know, and you know, I've gotten kind of used to that because people will look at me and they don't think like I'm a nerd or I know anything about fantasy because I'm black and you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. like a football player or whatever. And I said, "That is Glamdring." And he goes. Yeah. And I said, that is the faux hammer. That is Gandalf's sword. And he says, You want to hold it? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Right? So he takes it. He takes it off. I still get choked up. Doing,
0: oh, God. Yeah, you get choked up, man.
2: What are you doing?
1: <laughs> what are you doing, man? Wait, wait. So, you. Okay. Just, just listen. Mm,
0: yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening. It's a great story, man.
1: So now I'm 40 something, right? Um, and I'm holding Gandalf so it. Dream come true. And I think. Holy shit! How did I get here? And I'm not Travis, a forty year old man. I'm nine year old Travis. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like opening that that uh your desk all over again, and instead of the D and D being there, it's like, oh my god, it's the sword. And I'm That's thinking.
1: Crazy. What the fuck are you doing here? Mm. Right, uh, you made it um, in a lot of different ways. Um, you're half country away, and you have Gandalf. Not this is not this is not like a, a prop. This, is, this right? is not this is not some prop. This yeah. is not this is the sword. This is the one that he made. Yeah. You know, this is the one that's in it, you know, and... How many people get there, right? Because if the people in my gaming group, like the original white kids who saw me in fifth grade or the guys that I grew up with in high school, you know, could see Travis... (laughs) holding Gandalf sword going holy shit how did I get here right um, how many people get that that full circle right and so I knew that if, if, if I had the opportunity I had to do more I you know I like I had to do more and so now right when when that opportunity you know uh you know came up and I felt like I had a lot to give magically but uh, you know it, you know it was just a struggle to do anything and someone said we want you to come here to tell us good from bad right from wrong fab from five and and shepherd, you know these light storm properties primarily Avatar which was one of my favorite movies of all time James Cameron mm-hmm. one of my favorite directors mm-hmm. like
0: he changed the game up with that movie man yeah do you Mid-time.
1: do you do it and it's not just yeah it's hell yeah and so that's that's what I do and I and I think that those things empower me like you know, so when I see people who want to do more or or you know, are looking for their break and, and, and if I can find talent, I cannot not help them. I I I can't do it. And so so being in that space, holding that sword, going this this is where you're supposed to be. And so now I'm doing it. And and I gotta tell you, personally, professionally, spiritually, I mean, I'm exactly where I need to be or where I want to be. Like, it's 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 crazy. My 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 office is twenty steps from James Cameron's. Right, like um, you know, John Landau, who's the you know the producer that we work under, you know, like knows who I am, mm-hmm. right? Like um, berates me every day. Well, not berates me, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, like
0: he's building y- a bond with you. Yeah, <laughs> but, but
1: you know, like the crazy part is, like you know, like when when I tell you like these key moments. Like, when I got there, a year after I got there, maybe a little, a year and a month after I got there was was another experience, which is I I went to my first, you know, like, full-on Hollywood premiere, you know, of Alita Battle Angel, right? And then seeing my name scroll, you know, across the screen,
2: Mm.
1: what the fuck am I doing here? Right. Um so uh I guess my knowledge of L's and magic actually paid off.
0: Yeah, man, that's crazy. It reminds me of uh it reminds me of um Get Shorty, the new get Shorty that they had out mm. where he was like <laughs> trying to be a movie. We're gonna
1: be movie producers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. That's crazy. And and, and so and, and so, you know, so the cool that's part. Cool. Me, yeah, so the cool part for me is like And it's and it's strange, because when it comes to Avatar, like there's gonna be a lot, you know four more movies, mm-hmm. right? Like I know what happens. Yeah. Not only do I not not only do I know what happens, but in my own area of Pandora, like I'm making whole new things. I'm making you know, and it's not like oh this stuff doesn't matter. Like this stuff is actual fact inside of that world Mm. right so what i'm what i'm able to do is i'm able to show people uh or you know through an interactive you know medium like you know this is pandora you know you can you know have these different experiences in pandora Mm. whether or not it's on your mobile phone whether or not it's on pc or console whether or not it's Mm. vr or in a disneyland ride being you know responsible for a lot of that and then uh you know being able to create like i did back at white wolf mm-hmm. creating new navi tribes and areas and and, and things of that nature so, so. your
0: influences are it, your influences to a product are far greater than from the design to producer type of influences where you want to make things better for people where you just came from in the design role it's like your influences now are like so much more grand.
1: yeah because you know it's 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 almost like and so now you know when uh, you know when I when I talked to Josh and I said, "Hey Josh, man, like, w- w- you know, what do you guys need at, at at Lightstorm, right?" And he sent me the job description.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And Ed, when I tell you that they might as well have just put, "You're looking for Travis," yeah, because all the things that they were saying, I was like, "I did that, I did that, I did that, I did that, I did that, mm-hmm. that I did that, did, that, did that, you know." It's perfect. Uh, yeah, it, it, you know. And so I feel like you know how you you know it it, it feels like. It feels like that Tetris thing, right? Like all the pieces fell into place. And, um, and so Lightstorm is, yeah, I feel like it's, it's, it's where I needed to be. That's
0: awesome, man. So I want to say congratulations. Thank you. I think, I think this was a gold star interview. I got some tears out of you, man. Only time I've seen your (laughs) tears. Only time I've seen your tears before was many, many years ago, many years ago. So, but, uh, I do appreciate you being here and taking the time. I think this was awesome. Um, there's a lot to be learned from this, uh not even from just students or the enthusiasts, but I think a lot of people in the game industry hearing your story and like where you came from, where you are now, and the joy that you have oh. there's a there's a lot is there's a lot of pain like you're saying, you have to deal with a lot of experiences, good and bad before you get to the point of being overjoyed at where you are, which is that is pretty awesome, and with knowing i mean you're there for. A year and 10 months now but you know it's gonna you got like years oh, oh my god of a wealth of knowledge and experience gain being here because you're gonna you're gonna be here for many many years to come it sounds like that's awesome yeah
1: i mean i, I look i respect what i respect what you're doing with you know what, what you got going on here and it, it and it's funny because when you talk to me about this mm-hmm. it kind of dovetails what what <clears throat> i'm i'm doing so i think that you know maybe we could you know, combine forces in 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 some way. Um, nice, because um, you know, so me and some friends of mine are 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 getting together and creating sort of a a, a space, a blog space. Um, and the name of it is called Tech Nubians. Mm, um, nice. And so, it's it's us. We black. <laughs> um, we represent like a a lot of different factions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whether or not it's production. Art, anime, code, or whatnot, um, and we're what we're trying to do is we're trying to show people like you can do this, right? Um, we are here, um, have been here for for some time, and you can and you know check out like you know our resume because we're not just like some teachers who haven't done anything mm-hmm. like you know from from motion pictures to comics to you know, uh, great games to, uh, to, you know, all those, all those different things. Um, we're going to be doing some, we're doing a panel at Comic-Con at Mm. at San Diego Comic-Con, uh, to just let people know, like, the difference usually between, like, the people who really succeed and, and, and the people who don't is, is, is like, You need to try,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, like a lot of times we let ourselves like stop us from from getting from from point A to point B because you think, oh, it's already been done or, you know, you know, how do I how do I do this or how do I do that? And what I want to do is I want to concentrate on dispelling the myth, dispelling this myth that, you know, you can't do these things or or that you're alone. Right. Um, And it's not something that we want to charge people for. It's it's like when I go to a show. Or when I, you know, or, or or some sort of some sort of panel, I get the same questions all the time, mm-hmm. right? And instead of telling the story again, making myself cry because I'm holding <laughs> a sword <laughs> yeah. or something like that, yeah, like putting it somewhere where I can just tell people, well, you could listen to, you can, you can, you can read this, or you can, or you can hear this. Uh, and if you have any other questions, you know, let us know so that we can build on this. So right. what I want to do. Is you know is 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 join forces because I feel like you're doing you know much of the same work, you know Just so that people know like like look, you know, these resources are out there It doesn't cost you like eight million dollars, you know, just just do stuff right and that's that's the
0: goal of what I'm trying to do here Which is I'm offering this for free like I'm not I'm just gonna put this online Like I don't have any intentions or expectations of like what this is going to bring or do for me, it's, I got to a point in my career where I was like, you know what, I wanna give back. Yep. I don't wanna go and be a teacher at some school where they give me a syllabus <laughs> and they're telling me, you need to do this, you need to do that. I was like, well, I got 20 years of experience. Why Say can't ahead. I, with all the technology, why can't I just start? And so I had a dream about what what you see right now, everybody can't see this, but what you see right see now, it. I had a dream about this. Uh-huh. Now I didn't draw it out because I didn't wanna over plan. I didn't wanna go like, oh, it needs to be this wide, this long. This, I just went to Home Depot. And I, I got, I grabbed two people at Home Depot and I was like, I need some help. I uh-huh. got an idea. I don't have any dimensions of any what way, but I, it needs to be this and this and this. I was there for six hours. Nice. Collected. I had three <laughs> baskets of of, of of content. Wow. And they were like, are you going to buy all of this? I was like, yeah. I was like, if we do it this way, it's going to be cheaper. Yeah. I don't want to just buy something that's already done. I built all of this right here. And, I, and it was fulfilling that dream. And then... I remember when I turned the lights on and I was like, okay, I need to start cutting people I I planned out everything after that point. After I did the labor, it was all falling into place. And I think the special moment for me was I stood up from, cause this channel is about multiple things. There's interviews, there's uh, tutorials, there's reviewing people's work. There's a lot of things, a lot of avenues that I have that I'm going down on this. But um, I stood up one night from staying up late and continuing on a tutorial and I was like, man, This is gonna work. I like this. This is awesome. I felt, I feel joy from going to work every day. You know, it's it's awesome, but I've been able to have a hobby now, other than working out. True. I have a hobby now where I'm like, oh man, I'm like double the joy, and it's all just on me. It's you know, I'm, I'm creating my own schedule. I'm reaching out to people. I'm reaching out to friends. I'm reaching out to people who I don't even know, and they're happy to be involved. It's amazing, and. It's amazing, man. I don't even know what else to say. Like yeah, this was I'm, a dream <laughs> that I'm I'm trying to put into fruition and I'm making it happen. And it's it's crazy. So I do like what you're talking about of showing people that you can do. You can really do other than the benefits that I have from my career and uh, the knowledge and experience I've gained and saving and is the only way I would be able to do this. Sure. In this capacity. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it can't be done. Um you can start at any
1: stage people just need to see us and people you know like i you know look like i said i mean i've been this is year 30 for me yeah right um and when i go to uh you know school sometimes you know during a career day or uh you know or when i just speak to people either in college or, or or whatever they don't know we you know, us mm-hmm. black folk in mm-hmm. particular mm-hmm. are doing the things that we're doing or, you know, or how we got from here to there. Um, they need to see that. Right. They, they, they need to see that we're here, that we've been doing this for a minute. Um, and there's no reason why they can't. Right. And it's not just restricted, obviously, to 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 black people, but um, you see enough, you know, Japanese designers. or. Well, I
0: think it means a lot designers. because like I'm from Detroit. And growing up in Detroit, there was none of this. There was no outlets to see. The comics weren't even a big deal in Detroit. It was all just music and auto. Like, I'm not even joking. People oh, wow. were in high school talking about, I'm going to work at Ford. I'm going to work at GM. Like, there was no other outlet. You know, people were in the newspaper club because they were like, oh, I want to be a journalist or I want to do this. Like, there was, that creative aspect, it was almost non existent for what we do now. So,
1: my, my, uh, my, my boy, uh, Leon. Uh, Leon Pryor, who uh, is is part of the whole tech Nubian, uh, you know, clique, um, is from the Detroit. Mm-hmm. Moved back to Detroit. Uh, works at Amazon in Detroit. Well, they got a bunch of incentives down Detroit yeah. to get people back. Yeah, but so so he's so he's back there, you know, doing a damn thing. As a matter of fact, you know, he even teaches young kids now how to code, mm. uh, in in his spare time. So um, he's out here, you know, uh, he's out here now you're out here, you know, and, and, um, it's, it, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a good opportunity. I mean, I, I think just like you said, it'd just be a wasted opportunity for us not to, not to give back to, to a business and to an industry that's, you know, done pretty well by us. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, I want to say thank you for taking
0: the time. Thank you for coming out um and your story was amazing man i even learned some things that i didn't know about you How about that but that's pretty awesome so i really appreciate you and i hope the viewers really do get something out of this uh, i hope you learn something new and thank you awesome all right